Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 161, thank you, Brant, of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premiere video game podcast. I can't believe there's been 161 of those, uh, like 161 Dalmatians, but here we are. Uh, tonight, press A for Dragon Quest Twelve. We all know what that reference means. Sonic the Hedgehog news. There's a shit ton of it. Get ready to hear it here. Good looking gameplay on the horizon. Brant, we see what you did there. Mm. <laughs> so sorry, just shrugs it off. Uh, new God of War delayed. Okay, so <laughs> we gave this vague story, and then we and we're moving on. Uh, Crisis Triology announced. I edited there that one a little bit. This is the <laughs> content to, we pay for. We're back to normal. Yeah, uh, this is where my Patreon bucks are going. Get that remastered in. Uh, I'm sure at some point in the episode, and we have your new Game Pass and PlayStation Now titles. I am, of course, Richard Bergman, joined tonight by Newsmaster Brant McKee. What's up, sir? And anime consumer Cesar Concepcion on the second. Uh, yep, I, I eat anime, and I also consume it by purchasing it. So Does that also mean you defecate anime? Uh, I guess that would be how the digestive system works, so yes. Do you cycle? Is that is that how you cycle through? Do your I kidneys just, process it? Do you urinate? I just, uh, I just shit out the bad stuff, like uh, Seven Deadly Sins, the new season, so much. Yeah. The crappy stuff. Or Bleach after episode four. Oh, man. I, I, I talk so much shit about Bleach, and I bring this up every week. I look at my my Bleach collection on the shelf, and I have ten Blu-rays. One through ten of Blu-rays of uh, Bleach. I have almost the, all, the, almost the whole saga. I think there's only two more left now. I will own all Bleach on Blu-ray. Enjoy. There's something for everybody. Yeah. It's there. I'm, I'm going to watch. Skip past all the fillers. Uh, it's all filler after they leave the initial premise. The initial premise is where it's at. And if his dad's not cool. kicking him in as he soon as he comes in the door. I would like to recommend for you uh, Bleach Volume 1. Uh, that is all you need to own. And you can probably throw away the last disc of that volume, and you're good. Okay. I'm good yeah. with that. Solving mysteries. Yeah. We're there. I'm going to write a path where Ichigo never goes to Soul Society. He's just solving mysteries. Oh, God. Only. Here we go. Fanfic. You're going to get angry online when somebody does something different now. Here we go. <laughs> my fanfic. My Bleach <laughs> fanfic. <laughs> I think what you're looking for is more Yu Yu Hakusho Spirit Detective then. Yu Yu Hakusho is good as hell. Would I like that? Does that sound like the right thing? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And it's short-ish. It's it's really it's not very long at all. Yeah, and then um, fifteen Blu-rays, SSR. Uh, no, four, four Blu-rays. Things uh, hundred dual layer. I got them all. They're good. Yu Yu Hakusho is good. Yeah, dual layer. Are they uh? Are we talking 50 uh, gig BD, Blu-rays BD50, BD-50. BD-50, baby. <laughs> and, Richard, you would enjoy it, too, because I did see something today. It's been a while since I've watched Yu Yu show. Uh, but they threw in references because, of course, there's a uh, fighting tournament in the, uh, in the show. Right. And there were screenshots of that episode of the fighting tournament. And in the back, in several different screenshots, you can pick out Street Fighter 2 people that are just kind of hanging out in the back oh good references mm-hmm. so you see like you chun li and I thought you were gonna start talking about crts or something i thought no. it was headed no, no yep they're in there too yes yeah it's old school everything's better with crts yep oh my god really Brad, did you get your new one hooked up at your spot yet no I mean, not yet it's did you it's get yours back here. sure Cesar, did you hook up your tube? You you seen anything on the tube yet? Um, it is on the uh, it's in the other room. Okay, I'm happy with this. Uh, it is plugged in. 
Um, I did buy this since it was fifteen dollars. I hooked it up onto it later. Figure I out got it. the same thing. Mine came uh, in today. The, mo- uh, in today. the hot Miami, like I'm in the eighties, like I'm uh, <laughs> Miami Vice in it. That's uh, the first thing I saw when I saw it, Miami Vice. I was like, yeah, yeah I'll buy Miami like, Vice NES. It totally looks like something from Vice City. Mm-hmm. Well, remember you? I think you came over when I got the. We both ended up getting that Hypercon Genesis one, but I unboxed it. We tried it out a little bit, but mm-hmm. the controller was surprisingly good. So I'm looking at that $15 on Amazon. I'm like, hey, I might be in it for the controller just to try it out. Uh, $15 is my buy price. I was like, I looked at regularly $25, $15. I was like, yeah, let me let me go ahead. Hook it up and see. I'm, I'm willing to see, or I'm interested to see what you what you end up thinking. That'd be um, something fun to stream. I do have a loose copy of a double dribble I can test out in there. So I'm looking at uh, double dribble to speak. You almost lost me. You said double dribble. <laughs> like, so I, I, like, I got double dribble or I have Dragon Warrior Box 2. Double the, double Dragon Warrior. Let's say put them together, the double dragon. <laughs> so I have the Dragon Warrior 2 box with the with the manual and the map on how to uh, play the game. So okay. I, I can pull out the map and everything. So. Uh, does it tell you what buttons to press to go up and downstairs? I'll figure it out. There's only two, so... <laughs> yeah, there are only two. <laughs> uh, is there no more on the Miami Miami Vice edition? They didn't put like a any no, extra buttons or a hyper like turbo button. mode or anything like that. Nothing, nothing, uh, nothing like that. Unfortunately, did it did it come with one or two controllers? Um, one, just okay. one. I think from from I can tell. Yeah, I'm interested to try it out. And uh, one of the reviews I looked at, the person's first controller port was broken. So you might want to check that out first and just kind of make sure that's good to go. I'm going to do the same with mine. Appreciate you telling me that. I will fuck with that this mm-hmm. week. I got there one. There we go. That's our first swear word. Somebody put up the counter. Fuck it. That's second. Two. Two swear words. <laughs> We're on a roll. Uh, speaking of pressing A to stairs. Oh. We have the 12th iteration of A stair stepping coming up. Uh, Square Enix, this comes from The Verge. Square Enix has announced the latest mainline entry in the Dragon Quest series. Dragon Quest Twelve: The Flames of Fate was revealed on a live stream to celebrate the series' 35th anniversary. Not much uh, announced beyond the logo and title. Still going to be the tradi- traditional turn-based battle system and a simultaneous worldwide release, which I know is a big thing for the series. Um, they also showed off... Uh, Square Enix also announced five more Dragon Quest titles during the broadcast. Dragon Quest Treasures, a treasure-hunting RPG starring... Qu- Characters from Dragon Quest XI, a remake of Dragon Quest III in a similar HD 2D visual style to Square Enix's Octopath Traveler. This looked really, really cool, by the way. Yeah. Uh, the next major expansion of Dragon Quest X, the Japan only MMO, Dragon Quest X Offline, a top down version of X that doesn't require an internet connection. Interesting. Maybe we get that one. Never. <laughs> Dragon Quest uh, Keshi Keshi, a mobile puzzle game. So after a Darth of. Uh, no Dragon Quest for years and years and years. It seems like it has finally reached the audience that it was yeah, after all this time. I mean, after you put it on every fucking available platform ever made, so instead of just gating it on one platform every... Yeah, because well, Nintendo was carrying that banner for a long time. Yeah. We wouldn't even have gotten those, correct, if it weren't for Nintendo? They were the ones who paid for that translation, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I can give them shit, but, you know, it's the same thing, so, I mean, they... What was it? The Dragon Warrior Seven was PlayStation only, and then we had what eight on PS2, and and the the portable ones were locked by Nintendo on 3DS, and then nine was locked on there. Ten we'll never fucking get ever. So, and then eleven was a huge success and is available everywhere. So, 
But at least 10, we can finally get one that's offline. You just got to do the hard work of learning Japanese, and then bam. Of course. Yeah. The only barrier to entry. Learn the Japanese. Yep. All right, that's all the Dragon Quest. There was also a big Sonic event. Does somebody want to fill us in on these Sonic games as he goes Uh, fast? Absolutely not. So Sonic goes fast, and he uh, collects rings and things uh, of that nature, uh, which we all know from the movie was given to him by his mother, which yes. is an owl or an something. Owl I haven't lady. watched the movie yet. <laughs> I still, I still it's haven't. Good. I remember from what Richard said. I have it. Good. I have, it. I have it on 4K Blu-ray. I bought it. I just oh, I'm very it. excited. I'm very excited for the second one. <laughs> the movie was good. <laughs> on your recommendation alone, I've I've almost watched it a couple of times, but just. We've always had something else going on. Sit back, put aside the time, sit back. Don't worry about like this crazy story. Just have fun with a Sonic character movie and it will be, it'll be everything you want it to be. I, I enjoyed every minute with it. So our Sonic news comes for, uh, comes to us from Andrew Webster, uh, via the verge, um, the verge, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so, uh, first thing was, uh, Sonic Colors, uh, Sonic Colors Ultimate is what they're calling it, is, uh, the remake of Sonic Colors, which will be coming to PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch on November, uh, September 7th. This had been um, rumored, right? Or was this just a big wish list for people? It was rumored. I believe, was like, yeah, I believe this was rumored. Somebody had leaked it on a, a LinkedIn profile somewhere. That it yeah. was, Colors Remaster was coming. I think that's how it all started. Because this is a good ass game, right? This one's always pretty highly regarded. I think. Yeah. Sorry, you made me buy this one back in the day. Yeah, yeah. I, I this was one's made on... by Dimps. Did I get that right? I Not by so. Dimps. Right. It might have been a Crow production with a uh, Sonic Team. Because uh, I, I know uh, Sonic Team's working on the next Sonic game. That's probably what Brand's gonna be talking about soon. I was laughing on Twitter because someone was like, "The ultimate version." They're like, "Was there any DLC or anything else released with this game to make this ultimate?" <laughs> Uh, they started the whole conversation title. on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm sorry, Brent. Continue to finish. All finish DLC included. Stuff. Hey, <laughs> yeah. if there was none, can you put that on the box? Can, can you just say it is now since it, you know, it's never been before. Yeah. Super Mario Brothers, all DLC, Game of the Year edition, all <laughs> DLC included. So, the other reveal was a trailer, teaser. I guess for a new 3D Sonic game, which is Not rumored, <laughs> which apparently Sonic press the, the press release they accidentally leaked the name and then they redacted it and really sent out another press release saying, "Oh, that's 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 not right. That was something else." But was it's that the rumored, Rangers one I kept seeing. Yeah, it's rumored to be Sonic Rangers is what they're calling it, which immediately just goes Burning Rangers in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, Sonic the Firefighter. Yeah. At last. Give the people what they want. The thing is, is this game is rumored to have... um, It's rumored to be like an open world kind of game uh, that involves mechanics such as you would see in certain Ubisoft titles where you climb towers. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, we'll, um, we'll see how this one pans out. I mean... Pains I know a, keyword. a lot of a lot of people were hoping for maybe a Sonic Adventure three or something like that, but Sonic three D Sonic games have been hit or miss within the past 
several years. 25 years. Yeah. I don't think you can get any worse than Sonic 2006, so that's the low bar. Was that truly a bad, bad game? Or was it um, just awful? It was just a shitty game on PS3 just because the frame rate was garbage, yeah, it was, and it was better to play it on 360, and it just was It was just boring. It's just it's a bad game. It's bad. Then he was, and they, they decided to call that one Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic, yeah. And then uh, he ends up, like, making out with the... Like a real life girl, and I was like, "This is like it's like 100% Howard the Duck uh, vibes from the 80s movie, where like Leah Thompson was sleeping with Howard the Duck." And I'm like, "What's happening?" So there's always been weird like cross human stuff with Sonic series, was, right? Uh, no, that was the first time with that one. It's I don't remember a human, you know, outside. Well, there's 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 human people that populate that world. Yeah. There's never one where he kissed. So. <laughs> I, I, I don't, don't know. know. I, don't know I don't know what you want to do with that information, but it's so no kissing out there. You don't want kissing in your Sonic games. Sure, it's like I mean, when I watch Howard. It's like tell, when I watch Howard the Duck. It's that whole scene where he, she sleeps with Howard the Duck. I'm like, this is weird, but it's in okay. There. Let's let's build the perfect 3D Sonic game then. Cesar says no kissing. Brant, what do you have to <laughs> add to the title? Uh just going fast. It's got to be fast. So so why is this not? <laughs> That's the only requirement. So why is this fast, not? Man. That could be taken negatively as well, sir. So have they ever aped that Mario sixty four concept? Because that was. Have they ever gone for? It's it's as simple as get the ring at the end of the. You could do the. You could do the hundred rings. You could do the eight red rings. You could do the. You know what I mean? You could. Yeah. You could make that. You could make that platformer, and I think. With this era of the crash, you know, crash coming back and that trilogy doing well, and the Spyro trilogy doing well, uh, Mass Effect trilogy is doing very well. I don't see how you don't use that formula. Is that is that something that people would want to play and finally get? It would be cool to me to 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 experience maybe where they wanted to go after all these years. But that's just because we're a bunch of fucking old people. But I still would want to see like okay. Not, I'm not saying Saturn graphics, but I'm saying, what would that Sonic 3D look like if they weren't, if Sega of America wasn't against Sega of Japan and they couldn't figure out the fisheye view and all this crazy stuff, you know? What does this look like if you just, if you take from the best and you just say, hey, this concept, this concept worked for you and we put our own spin on it? Because that first Sonic the Hedgehog, the first two Sonic the Hedgehogs, first three, I guess you could say, and Knuckles and all that, that was very similar to a Super Mario game. It had a couple twists, but. You know, and and a lot of games from that era, those platformers were very similar. Just do one like that. That Sonic Lost World for Wii U, that was similar to that, wasn't it? Didn't it have like a level based, like where you had to work your way across the map and stuff? Uh, I don't know, man. All I know is this, like Brent said, this one's going to be an open world game. I figured you'd be happy about it. It's going to be the Witcher version of the Sonic game. So like, this is all you wanted. <laughs> yes, please give me the Witcher Sonic. Uh, one sword is for Sonic monsters, Witcher. one sword is for humans. It's like, it's like Skyrim, but with Sonic. <laughs> oh, God. You see that mountain? Sonic can climb it. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, so other announcements from this um, no, stream. No, I'm hung up on this open world uh, Sonic. Not move on. We don't. We you don't will, know. You will we be hung anything. up on it. We don't it's, know. Yeah, it was literally a CG of him running through a forest. That was it. That was it. And then there was like got. rumors, rumors going around from like this was leaked from 4chan, which is the worst place to leak anything from. Yeah, that they were saying it was an open world game and this, 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 and that. 
take that with a grain of salt. So and I don't believe it. I don't believe that. Yeah. So that's what I said. We don't know. We don't know. Other what than, if you make it? I know both you guys love Bowser Fury. What if you make it like Bowser Fury and Robotnik just rises I, up and like? At this point, I'd rather them just do something different. It seems like they've been making yeah. this game for like the last three years, and it sounds like they're gonna get uncomfortable with it. So, I think <laughs> with human kissing, like what is yeah. uncomfortable? I mean, we're already gonna. They're already calling it Sonic Super Sentai. I mean, it's already a Power Rangers ripoff. So, I mean, we're already there. So. What is Sonic any even anymore? I mean, it's a big movie this is, franchise. And, yeah. This is the this is a chance you do to make something different. So. The best iteration of Sonic in the past, what ten to fifteen years has been Sonic Mania, and I cannot that, believe we have not gotten a follow up to that by now. That and what Brent's going to mention shortly about the Sonic collection we're getting next year. So. Yep. What are the platforms on that, Brent? Would you like to elaborate? Uh, I actually. <laughs> Don't see the platforms on the in this well story, done. but I assume it's on all existing consoles. Uh, but it is Sonic Origins, which will include all of the first three Sonic games: one, two, three, Sonic and Knuckles, and Sonic CD. And then the last thing they announced is that the Netflix series uh, has a name, and it is Sonic Prime. So why is, is it not on there, Amazon? There's the, there's the 3D Sonic we wanted. Yeah, it's like Metroid Prime, Sonic Prime, Sonic Prime. Ooh, we Metro- Metroid Sonic game. <laughs> that kind of open world where Sonic has to get abilities to open. And he already morphs and... into a ball. Yeah. What if he? What if you get uh, the origin story to tie along with the Sonic Origins? No, that's already your name on the. So look. I'll give I give them credit. They've always done random bullshit with the Sonic series. Always like Lost, you know, was it the Lost Worlds one or whatever yeah. the fuck they called it? That was weird. Uh, it they turned the into one, a werewolf. The werewolf one was kind of like a plat 3D platform. <laughs> that was weird too. I mean, they they've done they try to do different things on here to catch on, and nothing's ever really have outside of Sonic Generations, which they would never make another one of. But that one was successful too, right? That was, I mean, because you played the levels in 2D and 3D. It's like you had the best. It was like a, a remix. Like you played the best levels from those those type of games, and they just put it all together. So maybe I mean, maybe they're looking at uh, Sonic Colors Ultimate with all the DLC and see how that goes. And they total, might do total edition. Yep, total edition. Fucking uh, cereal that comes with it. Multi generation. All right, was that all our Sonic news? That was all of the Sonic news. Sonic Mania and Sonic Team Racing coming to Luna. What's our... We still have no interest in Luna amongst the three of us? I did, not really. I barely have time to play all the shit I have, so I'm not That's adding another really platform. It. So really I mean, I wish, I wish I could. I just don't. I, I think if they rolled it into Prime as a Prime benefit, which I already paid for, and they were like, hey, I, I know you can still use PS4 and um, Xbox controllers, but... If they're like, you know, you're going to get two free games to try out a month with your Prime membership. It can be something, you know, small to try to get people to try out that ecosystem. I might give that a shot. They literally just dropped $9 billion by MGM so they can control your James Bond license for video games. So that's uh, why they're going to finally they're going to finally publish the GoldenEye remake as a Luna exclusive. It's good. You know, it's the James Bond license is owned by Amazon now, so I wouldn't be surprised. 
Isn't there a Sonic game? I'm hung up on the I'm hung up on the Witcher sword, the sword for <laughs> monsters and the sword for humans. Oh, uh, because we were talking about that world. Isn't there a Sonic and the something something swords? Isn't there a game where he has a sword? The Black Knight. The Black Knight. That's it. Yeah. How was that one? I I don't know. I think I played the the Arabian Nights one. Uh, Secret the Sands of whatever. Secret Rings. Yeah. <laughs> Sands uh, of time. Sands of secret rings. Um, yeah. The Wii turned I, into a Sonic box there for a minute. I guess that was their key audience, though. I, the most important game that came out on the Wii was Kelowna. That was it. Yeah. That's my. That's my. Uh, that's my take. That's just my take. I actually have that port too. I'm 100 percent wrong, but I'm gonna die on that sword. So I don't give a on fuck. On that uh, Black Knight sword. No, that Kelowna Kelowna is the best game on the Wii. What was the launch one? What's the launch one? <laughs> Wasn't there a Sonic game there at launch that we tried out, or did we get like Secret Rings in that launch window and try and Rings play it in that launch window? Because yeah. we didn't we didn't get like a true Sonic game until Colors came out on the Wii, and that was like towards the end of the life cycle. So, so this is we are getting the best one that was locked on the Wii, essentially. Yes. Okay. Yes, it's we are we're at the point in this generation that we are porting over Wii games. So we already have no more heroes. Now we're getting Sonic Colors. Uh, we may never get Metroid Prime Trilogy. I wish we would get Last Story. I wish we would get Trauma Team. Who knows? Maybe one day. The Wii is one of those, when you look back, there's a bunch of titles stuck on that console. So Sonic Colors is actually a pretty big one coming across there as, as we talk about preservation and making things available. We're getting Skyward Sword with the right analog stick. So. That's right. Yep. You're right. Wii Sports. Wii Sports seems like a given on Switch. Imagine how fucking crazy that game would go. Oh, we need to do an E3 prediction show. Probably need to do that next week, right? Uh, yeah, this keep, shit's, we're closing keep, in on E3. I keep forgetting that's happening, so yeah, we could. Yeah. I, I keep looking, it's like it's getting closer. I'm like, I saw the Nintendo release their date was what, like June 15th or some 15th, shit like that? Yeah. Uh, Yep, and it's so, like a 45-minute 40, presentation, I think, yeah. followed by three hours of Treehouse. So, And they said it was mo- exclusively what was coming out this year, except for maybe a couple surprises at the end for next year. My, my favorite thing on Twitter was when the Horizon thing, when we get to Horizon, was that we're waiting to do the Horizon release date until they found out what the Breath of the Wall 2 release date was, so they can <laughs> have a rematch again. <laughs> oh, God, squaring up against each other. Like they're, that's why they're waiting. They're waiting, though, waiting until Nintendo's like, all right, Breath of the Wall 2's coming out. I was like, all right, we're coming out 30 days later. <laughs> We have a glider, too. Uh, Cesar, why don't you tell us about that Horizon Forbidden West state of play, which I eventually watched as you were live-tweeting me about it. I think I sent you one tweet. Just that one. Uh, this is a good-ass-looking game, I think, quote, is what it said. Yeah, it was a pretty-ass game. Um, I yeah. mean, it basically just kind of just showed uh, some of the gameplay. This is all from... Uh, the Verge again from Jay Peters. Um, it was like a 14-minute presentation from the state of play, uh, and it just kind of just showed some of the the engine is running in and some of the gameplay on there. So uh, a lot of it was a lot of... You notice this time there's a lot more different colors in there. So you can definitely tell this was on the beach. Um, different uh, machines in there. They had raptors in there. Uh, like like you mentioned, you said before, I mean, there's a there's a bit where you go underwater and you can dive, and there's a... That underwater ball. section was gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, Breath of the Wild, like hang glider. Yep. Um, and it looks like, like I said, it's it's still you're still gonna have that initial you know gameplay battle they had on there. But some of those uh, animations where she powered up that uh, staff and did that attack. I mean, some of that stuff would look clean. So 
you know, you couldn't tell where the CG started and where the original game engine was. So it looks pretty good on PS5 for something that is also being developed on PS4. I'm curious to see what the PS4 version will look like. So, um, uh, Do we want to go into those other games that are now PS4 titles as well? We can. I mean, we or saw that, that a later story. Herman, a no. Later story, but... Is it later today? You got it on yeah. there? All right. That's okay. Fine. At least one, but... And then there was some odd internet controversy about the way Aloy looks now. <laughs> I'm reading this Did stuff. Did y'all like, see that? Who yeah. has time to come up with this? Yeah. There it's... was one that made me laugh, though. It was like, it was the four four panel picture, and it was Aloy on PS4, uh, on Xbox, and it was like a picture of <laughs> the original Craig with just oh, like yeah. a red wig on him. <laughs> And then on PS5, and then like on PC, and they just like kept bulging the face out more and more. The, the Kathy Bates lookalike yeah. style one that one had me cracking up. Like, man, how is this? How are the hot takes? How do they turn into this from some of these games? Somebody's always got to find something to hate on. That's crazy. It's, we we're, we live in the age on the internet. I mean, there's literally I think somebody I followed on Twitter who criticized that you know they didn't say Horizon was a bad game. It just didn't, wasn't for them. And like they, everybody just shit on that person immediately, and they had to delete their tweet because it's like it was nonstop hate. And I was like, newsflash: not everything is for everyone. Yeah. So I was like, you know, if you have an opinion about something, you know, express it. You know, you never know. A developer might look at it and like, hey, maybe this person's right. Maybe we need to add this on there. You know, who knows? And it doesn't knock the rest of the game. I mean, if you enjoyed it, you enjoyed it. You just say you did and just move on. So yeah, people uh, people ask for death now. I don't know, man. Everything's politicized. I can't I can't stand it sometimes. So just back out. Uh, presentation looked great. The game looks amazing. I don't know who would yeah. not want to. If you are a gamer, I would. I do not know anyone who would not want to play this game. It looked beautiful. Yeah, I'm I excited. Still haven't, it, so. I still haven't played the original. It's one of those that like I bought the um, complete edition and mm-hmm. it, like just has been sitting there. And I just every time I'm like I'm gonna play that, something else comes along. Yeah. It's been on my back burner too, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try to knock that one out before the new one for sure. Uh, did they add anything else in there? I was hoping the big thing I text SR because I wasn't watching it live. I was like, hey, did we get a PS5 patch for the first one? Is there any like any upscaling or anything uh, going on there? Game boosted mode, what they call game boosting. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't I announce think, anything along those lines. I think we will because I I don't think this game is coming out anytime soon. So as like they said in that feature article coming up soon. So. Yep. What's that holiday 2021? They say. Uh, they said they're looking good for this year, but they're making no guarantees. I think that's what Herman Hells clarified today. So it's basically he his version of it is whenever it's done is when it comes out. So yeah. Uh, at this point, um, I don't think it matters. I mean, you only have what like less than ten million PS5s out there. So I mean, you do have a lot of PS4s. So which uh, leads up to another story we're gonna end up covering because uh, it makes sense to put some of these games on PS4, in my opinion. Yeah. Make them scale. You know, I, I think. These plans were long in advance, but I'm sure they see some of the smart delivery stuff with uh, Xbox doing the cross-generational stuff. And um, <laughs> it's kind of weird seeing the, we believe in generations, and then here's this like back-and-forth stuff with big first-party titles. But it don't yeah. phase me. I'd rather have more options for more people. I'm not butthurt over any purchases that were made regarding titles. So I think it has to do with you know player base a lot, too, because with... Yeah, the production runs of PS5 being pretty limited, and supplies being limited. 
I'm sure yeah. they thought more would be out there. And why would you not want to sell to a what is what is PS4 up to now? 120? Close, like 115, 116. Yeah. yeah. It was I like mean, 120. It'll be almost on uh, PS2 levels. It was at 120. I don't think it's going to get there because you, you don't see like PS4s. 145. Yeah, I don't think it's going to get to uh, get up there because you don't see any PS4s anywhere anyway. So Yeah. I did see on that note, a little bit of a side note, I saw two Series S's in the wild. Uh, I saw three Series S's. They were in, at Walmart in the case, and I was like, oh. there it is. And I actually had to go back two days later, and they were gone, so... Hopefully they went to uh, people who are going to be playing them and not flipping them. But I, I would love to be a story that we talk about every week is not who can find consoles and flippers and scalpers are trying to flip consoles and stuff like that. So uh, that's why I'm super excited about the new Nintendo thing coming out. That's going to be a <laughs> the thing that everyone knows about and doesn't know about and talks about but won't talk about. Yeah, because it's not going to be on the direct. They said so. The the rumor is. It, to, to tomorrow or Friday, we should see something on the new hardware. That's the rumor. I saw the ninth. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be anytime before they're direct because it's not the gonna be on the direct. Best news is that we won't have to fucking talk about any new Switch hardware for a while. Yeah. So tired yeah. of that shit. Uh, here's the God of War news. I guess I'll take this one. New God of War title delayed to 2022. There was a PlayStation blog interview today with Herman Holst. Amongst other things, God of War started a little later than Horizon, so we made the decision to push the game out so Santa Monica Studio can deliver the amazing God of War game that we all want to play. Um, he also said regarding the PS4 version, Hall said, where it makes sense to develop a title for both PS4 and PS5 for Horizon for Bidden West, the next God of War, Gran Turismo 7. We'll continue looking at that, and if PS4 owners want to play that game, then they can. So, God of War is delayed. The original God of War, or that original God of War, is still in the games collection thingy. So hopefully more people can play that, you know. Uh, anything of note out of that, or is that just the news on that one? <laughs> no, I mean, they, they are talking about making... Um, they are making a PS4 version of this game, and it's... Some people are worried that making two different versions is going to to hinder the development of the game or hold it back. I think I think everybody's a little wary once they hear that nowadays, just because of what happened with Cyberpunk um, and all of that. But that was a completely different beast altogether. Yeah. Um, you know, with with stuff like Miles Morales, uh, that game had a few little bugs when it. It came out. Both me and Cesar experienced some fun little glitches, but I mean, look at that game love, now. Love when the game breaks. They've that, continued that, to that add Morales, Spider-Man. <laughs> but they've continued to add more and more um, modes and more polish to that game. Like when I played it for that second time, uh, once I got my PS5, uh, you know, they had that 60 frames a second, ray tracing, all of that stuff, at, you know, added in. And it was it was amazing that yep. second time I played it, and I mean I played it, gosh, uh, I guess a few months after I, it had originally came out. So right. it's so so. Here's my thing, and we're going to speak for us because the internet will yeah. have five hundred thousand takes. Do you guys believe the three of us here? Do you guys believe that a an added version for another supported console? So just like. Um, what is the smart delivery? Just like smart delivery, 
just like a game on PC. Uh, do you think that version of Gran Turismo 7 is going to be gimped in any way or that version of God of War or any of those? No. I don't need it. All. Cesar? I'm not a game developer, so I'm not going to even try to attempt to answer that question. So. And there's, they're they, scalable. There's an, there's an assumption that there there would be. I, I don't know. Specifically, I don't and here's my... But, same, same. And specifically, here's my thing, is that it's a first-party game. This isn't Ubisoft trying to get Far Cry 6 to look amazing on PS5, on Xbox One from 2013, because it's playable on there, on PC. You know, it's not it's not this wide breadth of of platforms outside of the two that these studios are intimately uh, knowledgeable about at this point, correct? Mm-hmm. I'm sure th- there's games on PS4 that they still make sing. You know, they look gorgeous. And uh, and having that extra boost of the PS5 is just going to be, you know, the extra, like having a better PC. I don't know how we're, we're supposedly, maybe it's a console gamer thing and we've just come around to this faster, the three of us somehow, by kind of understanding how it works, but it just seems to be a non-talking point for this for this to be a thing. Like, what is it? What has it taken away from you? Because you have a PS4 in there too. You could, if you're so hell bent on it, get the PS4 when and pop it in your PS5 and see how it plays. But it's like, why would you not want that available to everyone? Is the is the console fanboyism wars? Is it going into the same platform? Is that where we're getting to with this? No, from. <laughs> The argument people are making is... That's what it about, sounds like to me. It, it's not about gra- being graphically from what I see on Twitter, and I don't agree too much on the Twitter. I just see what... This is what people raise up about. Right. Is a uh, game design. Is they're under the limitations that they have designed it for two consoles, PS4 being the weaker one. So their argument... I don't know if it's true. That's what I said. I'm not a game designer. I don't, I don't develop games. I don't know how true it is. But the argument they're making is that you set on certain limitations on the game world on what you can do in a game because you have to make for base PS4. So graphically, I don't think it matters because graphically you can upscale depending on... It's the same thing that... I've made the argument you can do this on... PC's been doing it for years. There's different graphics cards. They show different details of graphics. Now, they're talking about game design. That's all they're saying. Like I said, I'm not a game designer. I don't know how true that is. That's the argument they're making. So Here's something I think we also acknowledge between the three of us is that we're going to get a next-generation interface specifically with PS5 with these games is we're going to play differently by getting that haptic feedback, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I feel like we're going to get the next generation experience, not because it loads faster or it's shinier in areas or something like that, but because we're going to feel Aloy's bow and we're going to be playing Gran Turismo and we're going to feel, okay, the right tires in the, in the dirt now instead of the grass, or, you know, we're going to know that difference. And I honestly, I, I feel like that's going to separate it even more than anything outside of the fast loading and, and stuff that, that, that is also a big deal. But, you know, we all loved Astrobot last year. It was all on our so, Game of the Year list. And that game is probably perfectly playable on PS3, I would say. That was not a graphically demanding game in any capacity, right? Did y'all well, feel like that was a... Really. Like a I, don't no. know if, I, don't, I don't know if graphically is the word to use it on there. I, my example I can use is, like, can you feel that The Witcher 3 will work on PS3? Would that game work on PS3? Not graphically. Would that game work on PS3? The world design. Like I know it does on worlds Switch. and stuff like that. Yeah, I know it does well on Switch, but Switch is more powerful than the PS3. Would that work on a PS3? So if they were, they're going to sit there and like, okay, we made this game for PS3 and PS4, but we're using PS3 as our base. Their argument is like, okay, so you have all this additional power on PS4, but you're yeah. making your base on PS3. You feel like you're 
this is all future tense. We don't know what would happen to the game design because you're, you're designing on the base system. But right. they're saying, like, you, when you have more options in developing this world, if you made it a PS4-only game. That's the argument they're making. They're saying that these generational gaps and you forcing a game to cover two generations, you're possibly hindering the experience of that game. But it doesn't make sense to me because you still have a team, you still have a game director. I, you don't know what the vision of the game is. As I said, I don't know game design. So, that I mean, who knows what that director is going through that... I would imagine they would make the argument like, hey, what I want to make can only run on next-gen hardware. I imagine they would make that argument themselves. Right. And, and make that clear to their publisher or, you know, or whatnot. And, and I think, you know, Sony would listen because look at Ratchet & Clank. That's a PS5-only game. They made that argument like, hey, we can only do this on PS5. And that, we, that's we put a feature in there with the dimension warping that only is capable in this type of hardware. Right. Yep. So, so people, maybe they... People are just getting in their heads and... It, thinking they're going to lose some type of experience that they don't know, because we haven't even seen anything on God of War. <laughs> yeah, Not one thing. I love Corey Barlog. I love him to death, because he's like, people ask him about God of War 2, he's like, I don't even know what that is. That's his response on Twitter. I don't know what that is. So, you know... <laughs> David you Jaffe no did idea. that one. <laughs> yeah. You have no yeah, you have no idea, you know, what's going on with this game. I mean, you don't want to set any expectations, so people have this weird... And it's like, it's like you said, it, nine times out of ten, it probably boils down to console war, saying, like, oh, this is the best game you can only get on this console, blah, blah, blah. This is what it's probably going to end up boiling down to. Right. But those, if you follow those same people within the next couple of years who's making these arguments now, it's probably what it's going to be. I don't want to say that, but that's probably what it's going to end up being. So. But I also remember as, as, much of a, as much of a leap as we can get generationally, there's certain things that, that do take a step back. And this may be a bad example, but I remember like going from PS2 to PS3 and Xbox to Xbox 360, there were things that people still preferred. Like, I, I can't remember if it was Gran Turismo 5 Prologue or something like that, but they were like, we can't pack as many HD tracks as we could into the into the 480i, you know, 720p capable Gran Turismo 4. There were a lot of people who were still like, this one's not great. This one's not a good Gran Turismo. I still would rather fall back to Gran Turismo 4 or Gran Turismo 3 for PS2 because it has more licenses, it has more tracks, it had more unlockables. Like, I think Forza had that argument too, maybe with the with the first Forza and the second one. But and I don't I don't know if that's a driving game thing because, you know, especially with shooters like you had Call of Duty take off, you had Halo 3 take off, you had all these other titles that really took advantage of next gener- next generation, and maybe that was. Maybe that was online capabilities. Maybe that was the bigger jump along with HD. But we're just speculating, and, and time will tell as, as far as those what those differences are. Who knows, man? It's just going to be... Then you got this point where you can just have people picking stuff apart like, if this was only on PS5, yeah. this is going to be better. It's just going to be yeah. an endless argument. But at the end of the day, it's the game director and it's their vision. I yeah. I believe the publishers, when they make their case to the... you know. Like the same thing from their uh, and X, and, you know Microsoft team, and the same thing with the Sony team that they went to the publishers. I believe they would listen. I just think yeah. whatever vision they have on there is it just like they can make for both. It just is what it is. I don't think there's a requirement saying you have to make for both hardwares. I mean, it makes business sense, but you haven't heard this for Halo. That's Microsoft's big first party title. What? Why hasn't that been out there? Is it because it's been so long that we've known that that we, title is for all the Xboxes? We don't know what the Halo is going to play like, you know, the new one, Halo Infinite. So, I mean, that I, I promise you we're going to bull- shoot some aliens. <laughs> we're probably going to hear a lot of bullshit about, hey, if we we if they made this for Series X, it would have been a, this much better of a game. We're, we're going to hear some of that. I mean, I know we are. 
they had to put base Xbox in there, you know? Yeah. This world would have been bigger. They would have had more of this. They would have had more of that. And it's just people assuming stuff. So. I love. Gotta, I'm I'm going to be the counter argument because I love to see these titles go backwards like that. I love knowing that my I have so many friends that still just have PS4s. Like, yes, you enjoyed Horizon. You do not have to get this new hardware. You can play that. You can play that new Horizon or Gran Turismo. Grant they supported Gran Turismo Sport for so long. That is, it's almost like a reward to those fans. Like. You made it, and here's the next one. You don't have to upgrade to this console that you still can't just go into a store and buy or or pop on Amazon. You have to be following a thread or enter a lottery or that barrier to entry just to get to those titles. For them to take down that barrier, I'm all for that. No, I mean, there's nothing with you being on the wrong side of it. Everybody agrees with you. I mean, it doesn't make yep. it doesn't make it doesn't make sense not to put it on those consoles. There's 115 million people out there so they can still play. Maybe there's only a percentage yep. of them that has it, maybe half of them, but that's still half more than the PS5 owners right now. So don't sacrifice those sales. Put it out there for those it, people it, too. It makes it makes business sense, and you see that Sony with Ratchet and Clank are willing to make something that is exclusive to a a console. So somebody might argue like, "Well, God of War is too big for them to do that." I I I don't know. I they probably looked at God of War on PS5 and like, "Hey, can this run on PS4?" And they're like, "Yeah." I mean, there's nothing on here that we require only to run on PS5 and they're like okay so let's put it on there so you have you have scalable engines now right it's not like yeah. the 8 bit and 16 bit days where you had these you had such these these gaps of coprocessors and you don't have these physical barriers that you had before outside of Ratchet and Clank is going to use a physical barrier to its advantage that's why it's on this platform it's going to its whole gimmick is wrapped around being able to do this quick loading and jumping in and out of those dimensions. It's literally called a rift apart. You're going to be making these rift jumps and such. The medium was supposed to be that for Xbox. Yeah. Uh, but and even, I don't think they really proved that that wasn't capable. Yeah, even else. Cesar, after he played it, he's like, mm, I think it really could have been played on the the Series X. Yeah. So. You had a you had Halo Anniversary on 360 with half a gig of RAM running that two engine thing side by side where you could switch in between the worlds. Like I said, I'm not a game developer, so I don't know. Like I said, that, maybe their vision was that too. I, I that that was a small team. Team Bloober's a small team. Maybe they didn't have that the people to make you know make it on everything. So I don't know. Always keep that in mind when you hear our discussions. We're just three guys who enjoy playing games on everything. So we're not going to yeah. have a, a very specific take on a lot of stuff. It's going to be trying to think about how more people can play more games. Uh, where are we going to be playing Crisis Remastered Trilogy, Brant? Oh, on uh, your PS4, <laughs> Xbox One, Switch, and PC. What? No PS5 version or Xbox Series version? Backwards. Uh. Yeah, I was gonna say it's it's gonna be backwards compatible, and plus Ooh, you. Uh, I don't want to play that game designed for those last gen consoles on my. New I would <laughs> I would assume that if these if the if this trilogy sells well, that it they'll have some some patches or something go through like a the, native port of the, the yeah. first the first game has those patches for the series x and ps5 you can do uh, 60 frames 4k they did it after patch after that so yeah. You think they were kind of feeling it out with that first one and and making sure that this is something people wanted? Yeah. Uh, well, this was the first one was portable at what by Saber Interactive. Uh, Crytek's not yeah. what it used to be, so they don't have the the money flow they used to. So they had to like outsource and even do it internally themselves. And they've always been known to push the boundary of uh, the hardware they put on there. So yeah, I remember that being a thing. Can it run Crisis? And I think they've announced. Um... 
The remaster will include Crisis 2, Crisis 3. Um, the original Crisis is already available. Um, as we were just talking about. Um, but I think they should go ahead and I think eventually they will go ahead and put some next gen patches in there. Uh, either up the frame rate. Uh, you talking about native? I mean, there's already patches on there for next gen. So oh yeah, there's already yeah, patches that can run on PS5 only on PS5. So yeah, do it. Do it native. Do um, throw some ray tracing or something else in there. Um, you talking about smart delivery and game boosting? That's what you're talking about. Because I think yeah. right now they have they have patches that take advantage of the new R where we hit 60 frames or higher. So. It's just not native PS5, so it's just boosted, just game boosted PS5, and but also they are offering these uh, individually, so you don't necessarily have to. If you've already bought the original Crisis Remaster, you're not going to have to, you know, buy this new thing and you know basically double dip. Uh, they will offer each individual game remaster uh, on its own. I had a co-worker. He said, uh, hate Crisis 2 with a passion. He said he'd never want to save New York. He would rather destroy New York. Um, so. Wow. It's drastic. Hey, he, he was from New York. So uh, for whatever reason, I think something personal happened there and he hated New York City and he never went back. He's still over here in Atlanta. So. And other than that, I mean, they, they do say that it's, I guess, due out this fall. We haven't gotten any hard release date or anything on that. Wonder if you'll get a discount if you already own the first one on something. They didn't clarify them. Then, like uh, Brant said, you can buy the trilogy or buy them separately since the first one was out. So, oh. but no, no clarification on any discounts on the if you already have one or uh, if there, there's no indication of a physical version coming out. None of that's been addressed. So, yep. they had that thing running on Switch, didn't they? Mm-hmm. It it's a game that plays on Switch. It plays on. It's playable on Switch. <laughs> yes. I've never played a Crisis game. I've played zero minutes of a Crisis game. I played Crisis two, and I got halfway through it. Uh, Crisis one is like your version of Red Dawn, maybe. So, or you're you're fighting North Korea on an island. Okay. Uh, instead of a uh, Red Dawn, where the Russians landed in Alaska, um, so right. it's that kind of thing. Uh, the second one is like uh, you're trying to liberate a destroyed new york and the third one was i don't remember what the third one was i think that's where i fell off at i don't yeah i don't remember so i mean other than you got these super cybernetic type suits that gives you like adrenaline boost and yeah. i mean it's that it's that's that fun, the gimmick right the suit it's that fun gameplay that's the first person shooter that's what made it different so you go through and it's not like the whole it has that 80s vibe where you're gunning down everybody and body counts are coming up there but then it has that um that feel was different because you have that nano suit, which gives you boosted abilities and you kind of fight for those boosted abilities. Cause it's just, it's satisfying for some people to do that. I can't say for certain. Cause I don't remember anything worthwhile for me to go like, Oh, you know what? I feel like playing crisis. You know, there's never, I never did that ever before in my life. I never woken up at two in the morning. It's like, I should be playing crisis right now. And I shouldn't be sleeping. Well, so, this run crisis. It's not like when I wake up, I'm like, I want to play Dragon Quest Seven, and I played that for about ten minutes. Like, yeah, there's a reason why I don't play this anymore. And then I just close it, yes, and then go back to bed. So I'm like, nothing against Dragon Quest Seven. I tried so many times getting Dragon Quest Seven. I put thirty hours into it. I could just never get into it. So press A to go back to bed. Close, close DS to go back to bed. <laughs> that too. All right, look forward to that Crisis Triology this fall. 
Uh, some Game Pass games coming soon to Game Pass. You have Backbone. That's interesting looking. I don't. I've never seen that before. The Wild at Heart, For Honor, and Darkest Dungeon. I know Darkest Dungeon's a big uh, hit. Backbone. Raccoon Detective Howard Lotor is not a hero. He can barely make rent, and yet he has stumbled across something so massive that it will shake the very fabric of society. Stunning visuals, an evocative soundtrack, and a daring narrative bring a dystopian Vancouver, B.C. inhabited by animals to life in this highly anticipated post-noir adventure. Get to it, Detective. Did we see this in one of their directs or whatever? Was this one of their featured games? I think so. I think so. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's, I, it I sounds very gameplay. familiar. Yeah, because this is from the Xbox Wire, almost an Xbox block. I guess it's the same thing. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, For Honors coming to cloud and console. The Wild at Heart is available today. That is an indie on cloud. And Backbone is a PC game, huh? I don't think I would have picked that out. Got a bunch of updates for your online stuff, your service ones, Apex, Knockout City, Human Fall Flat, Gears 5, Minecraft Dungeons. Uh, yeah, that was that was something else, was this week they did talk about Knockout City, that uh, that's the dodgeball, like extreme 3v3 dodgeball <laughs> title. Yep. And they did say that it is technically free to play up to level 25. So. Comes with a free version of Heaven's Ward expansion. Yes. <laughs> Up to level <laughs> 60. Yep. Uh, uh, leaving, Game Pass, <laughs> leaving Game Pass <laughs> June 15th is Ace Combat 7 Skies Unknown, Night Call, West of Dead, Wizard of Legend, and Observation. They are still running the three months for a dollar Game Pass thing for Ultimate. Highly recommend that if you have not already. Speaking of which, I'm going to derail for a second, but a friend of mine just got a PS5, right? Yes. He was able to get one at Target with store pickup, and he skipped the whole PS4 generation. I actually was working on his, I fixed his PS3 so he could play Last of Us, and he is he was totally unaware of the PlayStation Plus instant collection thing. Is that not something they're advertising straight up? Is that not in the box? Is that not a pamphlet of not some kind? Not really. Richard, That that is um that is step two. Step one is getting a PS5. Okay, so we don't, we, we, did we don't that. hear those virtual. We don't we don't hear those uh, victory stories. So here's all. the thing: his first two games he bought were Uncharted Four and God of War. He bought physical copies, which yeah. he got the disc one. I mean, I get that, yeah. but I'm like, as he's telling me this, I'm like, those are included in the PlayStation Plus thing, and his concept of PlayStation Plus is that it's free. <laughs> well, I'm like, oh. nope, you got to pay for it now. You got to you got to jump ahead from 2013, man. You got to start paying for it now. So his concept is that it, he never played online. Obviously, he's missed all those Call of Duties and uh, PUBGs and everything else of the last generation. But nothing of value was lost. <laughs> on the Call Arguably, of Duties. I'm I'm arguing on the Call of Duties. When you threw in PUBGs, a different story. Yes, PUBG is a different story. Yeah. PUBG was genre or generationally. I'm different. arguing on the Call of Duties when you, I, as yes. I was saying that, you threw out PUBG and it just threw it derailed the whole conversation. You fucked it up. That's true. Yep. But the cool thing is, and I'll, I'll finish on that note because I'm not going to go far into it. First off, Sony should be pushing that instant game collection for that's a great catch up for anybody. And he wouldn't have had to buy, I think they were $10 when he got them. So it's not anything. Yeah. And he likes having physical copies. Because he played Uncharted 1, 2, and 3 on PS3, and he's like, all right, I can just jump straight into this one. 
And then um, God of War. He had beaten the first three God of Wars across PS3. So uh, it's been a while. So I was kind of reminding him, like Cesar said, because I told him I didn't beat three and start the new one because I kind of want to know how that ends because they do reference the old gods from the, the original trilogy. So a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. yeah, it's it's so, not necessary, but it's an extra like ooh when they yeah. uh, they show the, all the stuff on there like that's cool. It's a coworker. Brant will have to talk about this after the show. It's a coworker that you would probably not expect to be a gamer. So it was, it was an interesting conversation. But I always enjoy talking hmm. to this. Person, okay. But, yeah. They uh they were the first one to tell me about the NES multi carts. They they bought one of those like five hundred and one NES multi carts. Oh, wow. Just ended up playing Kirby's Dreamland. <laughs> Or Kirby's uh, Kirby's Adventure. That's the NES one. All right, those are your Game Pass games. Uh, does somebody want to take this Yay. PlayStation Now list? It's actually a pretty fucking good list. Yeah. Uh, Crisis is not one of them. <laughs> well done, Cesar. No, no yeah. Either is Halo Master Chief Collection. <laughs> uh, uh, let's name stuff that's not added on PlayStation Now. Um... I was going to say Witcher 3, but that was added. So. Yeah. Already uh, specifically, Game of the Year Edition. Uh, PlayStation Now will add The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt. This is offering Jimansu, Sauramano, Game of the Year Edition, Virtual Fighter, Ultimate Showdown, and then several Sonic the Hedgehog games as part of their June lineup. Uh, which is what? Sonic Forces, eh, which we got on PlayStation Plus at some point. Sonic Media, which we also got on PlayStation Plus at some point, which is a good one. <laughs> Team Sonic Racing. Um, and then the other loose outlier would be Slay the Spire, which is a card base RPG type style. Uh, not that you good things open. about that one. It's just not my kind of game, I don't think. Everybody goes to the Shadow Realm, which is in reality in the Yu-Gi-Oh world you just die so yeah every time they say somebody goes in the shadow realm that person just died it's edited for America they couldn't handle it specifically in Yu-Gi-Oh uh yes <laughs> it's referenced a lot yes and it's or like, uh Oblivion the Oblivion Gates is that yes. like the shadow realm we can go with that yep do you still play Yu-Gi-Oh cards in the shadow realm um no you're dead Oh, you can't play cards when you're dead? No. Uh, I'm a, unless you let me know. <laughs> Why am I reporting back to you, sir? Would you like I to don't tell know. You, I, don't I, know. I, I didn't ever ask the question. You asked me the question. I was like, hey, you know what? You're right. Just let me know. Fine. I'll go do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you know tomorrow. For no, science. Be like, I'll let you know in like 40 years is what you're supposed to say. I'm like, oh, I guess I'll wait 40 science. years. 40 years? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Oh my god, I feel like I'd still be working in 40 years. I, I oh. gave you 40 years, man. You fucking gave yourself 24 hours. <laughs> you asked for less than 24 <laughs> hours. You brought it up. It's like a Persona <laughs> game up in this bitch. We have uh, to find out if there's Personas and cards on the other side. Like, daring each other to find out what happens. I'm like, I'm just going with it. I'm just rolling with it right now at this point. I'm like, whatever happens, happens. I play the deck on the hand. I'm dealt. <laughs> oh... Anything else in there? Sonic Mania, Sonic Forces, Sonic Team Sonic Racing. I didn't play that one. That's the newest one, right? Yeah, it's a uh, bare bones, yeah. and that's why nobody talks about it anymore. It's not they, never great. Came out with, they never came out with DLC for it. They just kind of put it out there and let it die. It just never sold well. So, so Crash Team Racing was more highly regarded than Team Sonic Racing. I think they did more for Crash Team Racing than they did for Sonic Racing, and that's sad. So, we still have those two really good ones. The one with like the Panzer Dragoon tracks and all that we still have those the transformed and yeah. all-stars all-stars yeah. yeah uh yeah those are out Banjo there kazooie one of the 
ones on there, or am I thinking wrong 361 here? 361 on the All-Stars, it was. That's right. And you also had a <clears throat> shimmy with the forklift, so. That's right. <laughs> Ryu's, like, driving the forklift mm-hmm. is pretty good. Sega All-Stars. Could just get another Sonic. When the year of Sonic for Sonic Origins, we could have gotten Sonic Team, or was it R Racing? Sonic Racing R? The Saturn one where they just run? Yeah. I'm just, I'm I'm curious to see what they're doing with the Sonic 3 music. I'm like, oh we haven't got God. Sonic 3 in years because of the music licensing. I was like, they never addressed that they're, the original music can be in that game. Yeah. What is, the, is it the Michael Jackson thing? What is the whole so, yeah. drama behind that? He, well, like, you know, he, he might have helped or what? There's he, no... he, he developed the music. He helped develop the music for Sonic 3. And okay. he helped, he's helped a little bit for 2 and 1. He's always okay. That's a there. that's a fact. He's credited. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So his estate has not turned over the, that. The problem is until unfortunate demise of Michael Jackson, who who owns the estate now, does not have the approval for them to use that music. That's why we never had a digital version of Sonic Three come out recently. Sonic Three. I was, and a, I was in a Pizza Hut when I found out he died. I was at work. This checks out. My yep. Pizza Hut was probably not far from your work. Um. Where is it going with this? Why is why is this has come up with gaming before? Why do we get these like stripped down versions or now you have to update GTA 4 because we've lost the licenses for that? But I can watch Forrest Gump on Blu-ray. I can watch Forrest Gump on Laserdisc. I can watch Forrest Gump on VHS. It's going to have that was a nightmare for music licensing. It had to be because it spread so many genres and so many decades. Like, why are we stuck in our medium? First off, it's hard to get something to play. You know, you can get a DVD for Forrest Gump now. You'll probably be able to get it in 10 years, right? Easily. Probably new. Cesar left us, and the screen just freaked out. And, or he he opened up a link. And you could have gotten it 10 10 years ago, right? And it has that same content. How, How is games dropping the ball? How do we lose that battle every time with this music licensing and stuff? That should not be a thing. That is a cornerstone title in... In Sega's history, in their platforms history, in gaming history, and so sorry, you dropped again. We have all these people who who are wanting to play this game. How how does it come down to music licensing? Yeah, how is I, that not shored up to start with? I know I dropped again. Uh, it whatever for whatever reason it's trying to uh, update my USB drivers for whatever reason. Just a second now, so everything everything's gone. So God bless Windows. Yep. No, you're good. We see you fine and we hear you fine. So let's just roll with what you got. Yeah, I can't see anything. So that's that's whatever happened killed everything for me. It is what you're it good. Is. You're good. Keep talking. Uh, no, I mean it's different for. Uh, I'm, I'm it's aggravating, hit- right? I'm not. I'm not saying we have to have an answer here on this show. It's just aggravating. Like, why yeah. is this a thing? We suffer through this with our medium, and these things that from years past are still like consumable and playable and approachable, and we. We don't. We have to hope for a remaster, or we have to hope for source code to be found, or you know, we have to pray that somebody comes around on music licensing or some some crazy thing. So, from what I, you know, I, I, I'm, it's not a secret. I watch a lot of VTubers, and from what I've seen on there, you know, they they whenever they do karaoke, they do a lot of Japanese based songs. Um, they the reason why they can't do uh, English based ones or American based ones is because they said somebody had talked about it. They said they their management has to reach out to whoever represents that person who owns the music right and said nine times out of ten they don't respond or nine times out of ten uh they want exorbitant amounts of money uh 
just for something to be broadcasting on YouTube. So, uh, you know, just there's a lot of a red tape when it comes to music and licensing. There's a lot of hurdles across it. We can't be held to a ransom like that. It's not that can't be a thing going forward. I don't know how we rectify that long term or or how we retroactively pull these these pieces forward. But. Sucks. You don't until the copyright ages and it just becomes public domain. At that yeah. point, there's nothing you can do. So, and then you know, on top of that, people fight against that. So, I mean, I think they try to remedy that by saying, you know, they try to decrease the time limit for something to become public domain. You know, that's some somebody was trying to get down to 25 years, and look, we're already at like the 35th anniversary of certain things in video games. Yeah. So, I mean, can, would you imagine Mario becoming public domain? I mean, you got people fighting against that. So. Mario becoming public domain. That's an interesting point. Is it worth it if we start getting Mario on everything, or would that just decrease the quality? Is it like a quality control thing? Yeah, I mean, at that point, anybody can make any game they want and just throw Mario on there. So, if it became, I mean, (laughs) I mean, you literally, I mean, they can make the most hateful things and just put Mario in there, and they probably be okay with it. There's nothing I've seen some of those those online. So. Mario in compromising positions. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking Mario with Lady uh, Demetrius. Yeah. I'm not thinking. I've those seen things. a lot of those. So I've seen some well done ones. <laughs> they brought me around. I'm, I'm on this podcast as a record, like you know, not kink shaming, but whatever floats your boat. But I've seen some, I've seen some good representations of that. <laughs> it's, it's. We already had a discussion about Rule 34. Um, it's already. Yeah. Yeah. It's already happened with the Samsung girls. This, if you put oh, Samsung girl on Twitter, go Samsung oh, girl full no, thirty four. Not yeah. the Samsung girls. They're so wholesome. <laughs> Some, that's the first thing you put in Samsung girl on Google. It's somebody at the end of it says rule thirty four. It's like it's automatically trying to oh. predict what I'm going to say. I'm like, I just, I was trying to figure out what the hell that was. I was like, everybody was talking about Samsung girls. Like, let me put it in Google and find out what that is. And then it's like, as soon as I put Samsung girl in there, it's like rule thirty four. I'm like, what the fuck? It's just for thought, background. This is this was a canceled Samsung Galaxy model slash like a VTuber or a AI or something, right? Yeah. It was going to be like a like a cartoon or animated caricature for like the mascot of the Samsung Galaxy ecosystem. And she's an attractive model, so I could see that being a, a failed direction that they could have gone in. Yeah. And it's already there. You guys taught me the Rule 34. I wasn't even aware of this. I was I was innocent and squeaky clean until... <laughs> Brant and his <laughs> heated Minions. ways opened my eyes to the the internet's uh, I have, laws. I have the book. Don't worry, man. I have the book for Burn the Wish, man. We'll we'll cleanse our souls. So. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Uh, so stay tuned after the show for Cesar to save us all. Burn the Wish. <laughs> uh oh. Something crazy just happened up there. Hey, man. You you were the blasphemous one. I wasn't. So. Hey, it's me. I'll take it on. Uh, we're an hour in. Oh dear God. Yeah, yeah, we're an hour and three minutes in. Let's go. Let's go. Hour forty-five. Um, I'm excited about going 40, 40 minutes into my games play today. Forty minutes in detail. Let's go. Oh God, no. And then yes. Brand gets Brand gets eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Richard's in there. Uh, I played Halo. <laughs> I played some Halo. Uh, played some Sea of Thieves. Uh, I beat Mass Effect. Bridge crew. Uh, I did beat. I did beat Mass Effect. <laughs> First, I want to talk about Just Dance. Uh, I'm going to do a Just Dance update, and then I'm going to talk about one of the best games I've ever played in my entire life, Mass Effect. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't Just Dance 2018? 
Uh, this was 2014, and it has a, uh, Prince Ali from Aladdin, where all four of the characters have different roles, and they are like stuffed versions of, like it's it's like the. <laughs> okay, so I talked last week. I talked about Just Dance Four. I think is the one I had. So I found Just Dance 2014 for my kids, and this has all sorts of licensed tracks. I won't go down them. I'll tell you their two favorites, but you can go down there. You can go down the list of, of tracks online. But Prince Ali from Aladdin was on there. And each character, so you have you have Aladdin, you have Jafar, you have Princess Jasmine, and you have the genie. And when it starts off, they, they look like Party City costume versions of all of these, right? So when you look at them, it's the, it's the Aladdin from the Party City costume, essentially. It's the street rap version, specifically, I'm going to point out. And the genie's like floating in. You see this. You see this genie with like this weird mascot face. And then as the dancing starts, his like you know how he comes out of the the bottle and he's got the wisp of smoke or whatever. The mm-hmm. how he comes out of it. I'm freaking doing the Christina Aguilar thing yeah. on here. Why am I doing? Well done. That's I'm trying to describe. Straight, yeah, no, she did it. To when I was uh in high school <laughs> preparing for graduation, it just brought me back. I'm there Holy now. Shit. Yeah. Why no. did we go there? But and as next, I'm waiting for you to do what a girl wants, what a girl needs. Not gonna happen. <laughs> oh, dear God. Why did that derail so bad? I don't even know what I was talking about. So as, as Just Dance kicks in, the genie like grows legs. So you see these legs just shoot off. And it's these dancers and they're doing they're going through all this stuff. But the cool thing about this one, the Just Dance 2014, is that each one seems to have its own role. So the genie would do certain things like Jafar would go after the genie. Uh, like halfway through the song, the genie does a, a movement that if you're playing that character, it'll turn the street rat Ali into the Prince Ali with like the white outfit and all that kind of stuff. So it had like it was a skit that told the story throughout the song. And my kids are just they're just dancing and jumping around and they'll do this for hours on end. And I'm I'm like I'm doing the doing the Leonardo DiCaprio thing. I'm like, I'm like, look, I saw what they just did. I saw it. <laughs> look. And uh, the other favorite of their song of theirs is uh, I think it's Ray Parker did the original, but it's the Ghostbusters theme song. So there's three Ghostbusters and there's the Slimer is the fourth character. And my youngest child, who is is interesting, she's eccentric. Uh, she picks the Slimer. That's that's her go to. She's gonna pick that one. And the Slimer just like attacks them. Uh, the Ghostbusters start off the thing. You do they do this dance like side to side, almost like this thriller thing where they're shooting their their energy guns in the air, and it has this whole it has a whole nother level of animation and and production value over the Just Dance Four that we were playing. Uh, and the the Slimer like goes and attacks like dances behind each one of the Ghostbusters, and they end up doing like you see them covered in slime and they're just doing this, you know, like they're hung up in something and the slimer goes from one to the next and like knocks out the different dancers. And it just, it's this whole skit and it's just, it's so much fun to watch. And just like the one I was talking about last week, it does a recap video at the end where it, it overlays these graphics and puts music to like some of the highlights of the dance and things like that. And that's, that's honestly part of it. They like jumping around and and moving and doing all that stuff. And then when they show those snippets at the end, we're all in tears, crying, laughing at the crazy, the crazy stuff that they do. 
they still love leaving living La Vida Loco on the last one. Uh, you're supposed to like dance in place at one point and like go four or five steps this way and then like four or five steps this way. And they just haul ass like all the way to the other end of the room. And then <laughs> here they come like a stampede all the way back down the other end of the room. Uh, Just Dance is, is honestly game of the year material. We're loving we're loving it so much. And they come out with these every year. And I never really put together. Like we always laughed at the stupid Ubisoft production at E3 where they have like a panda bear costume and all this kind of crazy stuff. But yeah, cause it, was, it was borderline that weird Sonic show where they played music. So that's the reason why. So. And we got some good stuff from that Sonic show that was fucking weird. <laughs> but yeah, it, and it seems... I get the marketing side of it, but it doesn't click with how inter- just entertaining it is when you have kids and you pop it in at home and you just let them go to town. And uh, there's so many of those for the we're using the 360, the the that old Xbox. I guess that's two generations back at this point. And the that first Kinect camera, which is still a really good like they can go through all the menus with the, just the waving and like acknowledging next and affirm and all that kind of stuff. So Just Dance continues to be awesome. I rolled credits on a video game. I beat the first Mass Effect, uh, which listeners of the show will know does not happen often with me. If, if we actually had a, like a production team, we could have rolled back on 160 something episodes and try to find one where you roll credits on something. No offense, sir. I've beat some games. I've beat. I've beat some games. It, that might be the first game I beat this year. It's. It does not since, happen often since yeah. episode 130. That's my guess. What was the last game I beat before this one? Now you got me wondering. Astro's Playroom. There you go. What was that, November? December? I beat it. November, yeah, probably. A, that is the first game this year. Damn, that was a good fucking game, too. Technically, it was last year. So, I beat Mass Effect. Uh, I talked last week about the lore dump that I was getting, and then I had no clue it was going to go off the rails and just be even more story-heavy at the very end. I will put the end of this first Mass Effect game, the pacing of the end of this game, up against any experience in any medium. It was so perfect the way they had the story tie up. Um, You went to an area. I had a glitch. I'll go over that. You went to an area. You got lore that sent you to another area where you got another huge story dump, and it just spilled you straight into the finale. And the conclusion and everything was just so perfect. That is a 10 out of 10 game. Mass Effect, that first Mass Effect game is probably in my top 10 games of all time at this point. I loved it so much. Every minute of it, every interaction with characters. um, I didn't feel like I was playing the game wrong. That's been one of my things. Like, you're not doing it right. Uh, Cesar gave me that charm tip early on. And I don't want to spoil it for anybody that hasn't, hasn't gotten through to this point. But I literally talked part of the final boss into not fighting me and taking himself out because I had jumped, dumped all his charm in. And, it, you know, it's my story. There's certain things that are going to play out a certain way. But the way that I built this story, like this is my Mass Effect. And I haven't gotten around to the second one. I downloaded it because uh, you can with the trilogy, you can load each one individually. So you don't have to do this huge, like crazy dump of. Uh, of the ROM or whatever, you know, off the disc, that kind of thing in the patches and stuff, but you can, you can install them separately. But um, that, the way that game flows at the end where you're on ILOS and then. Would you say it uh, even flows? Even flows. Yes, it even flows. 
that that vinyl was on sale today. Why why is this the second reference today? I hate that. I hate when this stuff like that happens. It's like, oh, you know, <laughs> did you know the vinyl was on sale on Amazon? And then it's not really a great pressing of the vinyl, so probably don't get that one. So no, absolutely not. I just whenever I hear people talk, I always hear music and everything everybody says. That's it's my <laughs> caveat in my life, unfortunately. So. So the, these main storylines of the first Mass Effect, there's three missions essentially that you have to do that send you to this other place. And then uh, that mission opens up a huge story bit that I had no clue was coming that links uh, something earlier in the game that you just you assumed it was just a, a general place. It was just a, a normal type place, but then it suddenly has this super dark history. And then, I don't think it's any spoilers, at the very end of the game, you're almost doing a moonwalk up the side of a a certain story area. And it just, I was just in awe. Like, they're still introducing new, you know, the the, the moonwalk up the side of the building wasn't a new mechanic as far as, okay, I'm still moving up to cover areas and I'm shooting enemies from there. But just the way that, you know, you could see the things above you and how it played out and and your crew was behind you. I picked my my favorite crew for this last mission, it seemed. And it just, it wrapped up so perfectly. And I still had a couple choices at the end. And uh, I haven't been able to jump into the second one because the, the end of that first one hit me emotionally. The stuff that was going on. Um, the baddie that you fight at the very end. I had already felt for him. There were some things, Cesar talked last week about the indoctrination and there were some things that I could tell he was not in control of. And because of that charm ability that Cesar had told me to dump those points into, um, I, I got some light from there. It was almost akin to the Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader fight at the end of Return of Jedi, where he's like, I know there's good in you and, and that kind of stuff. And you see that glimpse, right? So you connect with that character, which I have always felt something's not right here. What, you know, why is he bad? And, this, th- I think this goes back to a lot of great stories as far as a lot of the times the bad guy thinks he's justified. He's not out to be the bad guy. There's something else going on. And that indoctrination from the 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 machines is way deeper than you initially thought it was. Uh, but the mission before that, Ilos, you're you're going past all these like blank areas above you. You know you're in this in this area, but you get so much lore at the end of that, and it adds so much to the atmosphere. And it just it ramps up in the in the perfect way. That's it's immaculate sci-fi in my opinion. It's up there with with Star Wars and Star Treks and and Alien, and it gives you that perfect atmosphere and that that great sci-fi experience. And it was it was awesome. That was one of the best games I've ever played in my life. It's way up there. Highly, highly, highly recommend the first Mass Effect. I can't speak highly enough of it. Uh, we'll be in what December when we have this discussion all together. I'll be bringing up Mass Effect Uno. Yep. And they, they, uh, Cesar himself, uh, Brand has said on this podcast, it only gets better from there. And I loved every minute of that game. I couldn't stop thinking about it. Um, there was a couple decisions that you know I'm not going to say I played it wrong. I did. I don't feel like I did that. There were some things I didn't do, but it almost. You know, I, I got a mission and then I ended up completing another part of the mission that kind of nixed this person's interest, basically. So I didn't play out that storyline, but that just won't be my storyline. I didn't get that part. And and the great thing about gaming now, this generation, is I can look it up on YouTube. I can see where that goes or I can find out, you know, kind of what happens to that character. 
but I'm very happy with the way my stuff went through. Uh, I killed the racist bitch. That's all I was really after. <laughs> she had to yeah. die. She I saw on Twitter. I, I saw on Twitter somebody had posted uh, that person was in their team in the third game, and and people on Twitter were telling them they were that person was playing the game wrong. Uh, I would accept that. <laughs> I, that's that's my thing. I don't want to play a game wrong. If you have the racist bitch past the first game, past halfway through the first game, you're playing the game wrong because she. I won't say she needed to die, but <laughs> there was a mission where I had to decide. Oh, you're about to get your uh, your eyes open on the rest of your team when you start doing certain missions in the second game. So oh, she uh, was not the only one in that uh, category. So these are such well written, and it's not even characters. Like the characters are incredible, right? They all have their own bit of backstory, but they come from such weight of. We have so many stories where like America is great, okay, or. The earth is great or humans are great. And we get this, this, the way this one is intertwined is that we're the newcomers in the galaxy. We have to prove ourselves. We're not as established and this, that, and the other. And just the way that that is blended into this narrative and they come at it from angles of, you know, our race has been exterminated by this one. Is it up to me to decide who makes it? You know, is that, is that my responsibility? There are people who believe the humans are better than everybody else. It's like, we just got here. What are we proving? And we stumbled on technology that I find out at the end of the game, we thought was built off this certain generation of of alien creatures, and it's not. So it's just incredible sci-fi. That's one Um, of the best stories ever told, in my opinion, in any medium. I, I enjoyed every minute of it. Well, the sad thing is it's believable for us. I mean, you would believe human beings would have that that mindset so yeah and and everyone feels that way about the humans like they all have that sort of general you just kind of busted up in here and and you assumed this for yourself and i belong on this jurassic park i belong on this council (laughs) yeah you didn't (laughs) think you should you just thought if you could oh that was a good decision at the end trying to decide which one of those humans ends up on the council Mm mm-hmm also, fuck that one dude. I did not pick him. <laughs> I ain't that fucking dude. <laughs> Don't so worry. We'll uh, both those, both those gentlemen will be in uh, all three games, no matter what you can do. Oh, so, God, fuck him. I'm like, I text Cesar this when I was wrapping the game up. I was like, man, the council, the council gets in my way at every possible moment. Like, there's no way to prove to them or have them be on my side. But isn't that isn't yeah. that all politics or any sort yeah. of like governing I mean, body? They're in the middle. It's like we. Don't believe you, but we believe that you believe type of thing. So I gave you all the yeah. evidence you needed. You fucking didn't listen to me. And now we're in this situation. It is kind of, it is, there were some moments where the writing, it was off putting for the way my character was going. And I realized they didn't, they did not write this game for me specifically. I, they, they left me decisions. They wrote scripts based off the decisions that I could or couldn't make. But there were still some offsetting things like, you know, they, they believed in Shepard from the very beginning. They put they put their full trust in him as that human being. And I had never earned that. And uh, Anderson had that full faith, which is in, you know, it's in the backstory. It's in the lore. But overall, man, highly rated. If I never if I never play two and three, if I never boot those up and, and finish them, that alone was worth that experience. I loved that game start to finish. Uh, but I'm tired of raving about Mass Effect. Uh, someone else can pick up the mantle. Uh, mine's simple. Uh, I've already said what I need to say about Mass Effect 3. I beat it this week. <laughs> I think it took me about 40 hours. 
Um, this is probably the the this is the I think when I played it on PS3, I just kind of went through the main story and just got it over with. This one I actually went through and did everything, so I did all the side missions. And there's a lot of good story beats on. Um, there's a lot of characters that I like from the second game because second game is my favorite one, and a lot of bad stuff happens to those people in the third game, and it sucked. So um, I'm I'm dreading that because I'm attached to so many of those characters. Uh, yeah, some of the, in the third game, there you did not have that choice uh, for those characters. It's just how the story played out. So um, it, it is what Oof. it is. So uh, yeah, I, I mean, outside of that, I mean, when I went through the ending, nothing really had changed from the original one. I didn't. I don't think I ever played the extended version before, where they made the some necessary changes to the ending um, to better validate the decisions you made. Uh, I was never in the the driver's seat of completely upset about the game i didn't care so i mean i I didn't feel like i was getting robbed of anything some people did but yeah i i don't know you know people were weird people felt like they got robbed of uh star wars episode seven so who knows um conclusion's a conclusion right the the writers are only providing the framework and you have a limited impact on that framework and the the cookie just crumbles where it crumbles right I, some people enjoy mediums and they believe it's theirs. And if they're not satisfied, then it's the end of the world. It's the whole last of us part two again. So I'm like, well, it is what it is. So. Okay. So these people never played choose your own adventure books where you would, you think you got this great decision and you move to mm-hmm. it. And then as soon as you open like page 59, you see the end at the bottom. You're like, what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> man, it's just generational stuff. It is what it is, man. I mean, you know, and you don't have to agree with everything you play, but it's neither here and there. I'm not going to digress into it. Uh, outside of that, I, I I fucked around and played some Silent Hill Four on the PC. Um, oh, that's random as shit. I love it. Yeah, I, I bought it on. It's on GOG for like ten bucks. Um, nice. I tried to do a, a, a an, an Xbox 360 controller on there because I was like, all right, let me see if this works. And then the fucking right analog stick does not work, so I couldn't look. I can only move forward and back, but I can't look around. And so I was oh, like, that's all, right, all let you me, need. That's all you need for Silent Hill. So I was like, fuck. And I went back into the reading the game thing. It's like, not all game controllers will work with this game. I'm like, I should have read that. So now I'm on 100% on uh, on uh, WASD and um, mouse now playing that <laughs> game. So, uh, they converted uh, you. They force converted yeah. you. Forced if me it doesn't work on 360 France. USB <laughs> controller, it's, it's not going to go well. Uh, th- that's what I used it was 360 uh, controller. So. Right, that should have worked. Yeah. That's like yeah. the de facto PC controller. I I, pl- I plugged up the old G Xbox controller uh, that they re-released recently, and with the USB, and it still did not work. So, and even oh, though that game was Duke. an Xbox game, yeah, so. a Hyper Duke. Yo, uh, I probably got like two hours into it. I've never played Silent Hill Four before, so I, I kind of. What's it like? Uh, yeah, I mean, you you are waking in this room in a hotel building where you can see the world moving around you. It looks like New York City. Um, you're getting this picture that this guy in this hotel room, he can't leave. It's the, his door is chained up, locked up. Uh, he doesn't have a key to the door. It's like chains going across it. Um, he's been trapped in there for several days. Uh, and every night he goes to bed, he has these nightmares. It basically looks like Silent Hill with people coming out the walls and and trying to get him. Uh, and then he's just, I'm just literally just walking around the room. And it's, it's called Silent Hill for the room. So I'm stuck in this room. Um, not the Tommy Wiseau movie. Uh, I'm stuck around in this room just looking outside at what it looks like this uh, New York City where people are moving around. And I can't communicate with them. I can see other people in so- inside other apartment buildings, but they can't hear or see me. So I'm, I'm basically I'm just walking around trying to figure out a way to get out of this room. Uh, and at this, I think I was like two hours into it. And I was like, yeah, this is enough. 
for now. You were in one room for two hours? Was his, his apartment. It's, it's, it's apartment building, yeah. It's just a regular apartment building. I don't know the story enough to go into it. I do look at some photos on the wall, and he does make some references that he took a, He took that photo in a town called Silent Hill. That's the only Silent Hill reference I got so far. But it looks like he lives in New York City. He just, he's just locked in a room. I don't know yet. I haven't gotten that far in the story to, to know what goes on. Uh, outside of that, I'm just locked in the first-person perspective at the moment as I explore the apartment. I'm just walking around in first-person. I don't see uh, – it's not third-person yet. I didn't so, know there was a first-person Silent Hill. Yeah, that's why it's a pain in the ass when I was trying to use the right analog stick to look around because I can't look up and down. I can only go forward and back. So yeah. I couldn't look at shit to interact with it. Uh, so that's it. I'm just walking around. having done anything in the game. I'm just like, all right, I'm just taking my time with it and trying to enjoy it. And I was like – The room. It checks out. I was like, I was like, shit. I was like, I'll, I played Mass Effect three, but I can't go deep dive in that fucker. So I was like, let me, let me play Silent Hill four. Thank you, uh, uh, and then I probably put like four hours into Wonder Boy, Asha, and Monster World, which is that remake of the Monster World four. So. Okay. Oh, Brant played it too, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, started it. Yeah, I bought mm-hmm. it on. Bought on PS4, bought on Switch. Uh, the biggest difference I can know uh, notice is that it's way smoother on PS4, like nine day. Um, outside of that, uh, they both pretty much played the same uh, outside of trophies. Uh, I think I've gone through. I started the game out where she's at the town. She speaks to her father. Uh, she wants to get the title of warrior. So you go through and you go in the house, you get the orb. And they send you along the way to this tower. So you, this tower is like a test. Uh, as you go through the tower, it's like these little small puzzles as you go in there. you got to clear the rooms, which are filled with different types of enemies, like a, either wolf or troll or slime-looking thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And as you go through it, you fight this weird lady centipede thing at the end of it, and once, which is the boss. Once you beat it, you get a, a, a lamp with that has a genie. Uh, the genie, you ride on the genie to the next town. Um... Uh, from there, you meet the queen. The queen bestows you the the title of warrior, and then you know that there's this darkness kind of spreading over the land, uh, and you have to go to these different areas. You get these medallions in different areas and save these different, like, I don't know if they're wizards, but, you know, like one's like an earth spirit and one's a fire spirit. You know, it just all depends on different areas. Brand and they have, like... Feel free to jump in if you've played some of this, too, if y'all want to do this I've, together. Literally, it was right before the podcast. I played about the first 10 minutes of both games gotcha. just to get the feel because I've never played a game in the uh, Wonder Boy series at all. Oh. But um, from what I played, I, I enjoyed. So, Yeah, I'm literally an hour four right now. So I'm already halfway through the game. I'm already in the Ice Pyramid. Uh, Damn. Yeah, it's not a long game. I think it's like six hours or something like that. Uh, I'll play the Genesis one a lot. So this one's outside of that. I love this game. Uh, this remake, sorry. I probably could have done more with it. Uh, it does look good. Uh, I do like the self-shading, um, but it pretty much plays like a, an updated visual of the original game so far, So from what I can tell. It's got it full include, voice acting. Almost. There's certain, oh, peri- wow. there's certain areas where they don't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so I was like, you just wait. You haven't met yeah, the uh, yeah. the bad voice actors yet. They're it, coming. Does come, it does come with Monster World 4, the original game. So that's playable on Switch and PS4 now, which was oh. before a lot behind on uh, PS3 and 360. Um, and th- that is running on the emulator with a whole bunch. Of, I, played a, I played it. There's a whole bunch of different ways you can play. You can do scan lines, CRT, vision. It, it looks pretty good, uh, pixel perfect. Um, 
Yeah, but I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, you're just going through and you're trying to save this world. And, and at the beginning, it gives you like the story bit. And they, they added that beginning part where the show's like the Star Wars-esque, where they give the story and where they show the final boss speaking to um, the wizard area, like the the wizards or the the bosses that are kind of guarding those uh, different areas. That That's new. That wasn't done in the original game. So, I mean, there's some stuff they added on there to kind of to help uh, build up the antagonist a little bit. Because uh, to not make it look like, oh, this is the guy you fight at the end. Like, you know, you were limited on the Genesis days where, you know, like you get through this game and look, this is the boss. Um, I mean, you didn't have those games like Final Fantasy VI where you, you can build up uh, good villains uh, and carry them through sometimes. So Ooh, console wars. Shots are fired. Uh, let us know in the comments your favorite Genesis game and how Cesar is wrong. Sure. Um, and I would look at him like, I don't care. So, you know, because I'm not going to lose sleep on it. Um <laughs> Yeah, I'm not gonna argue with people about what stuff people like. Everybody likes different things. Um, yeah, I would just like some. I would just like some fan interaction. Of fan sure, yeah. Give me your hate. I don't care. Uh, I, uh, I give. We, we brought our biggest fan on the show. We don't, we don't get any feedback anymore. <laughs> we fucked up. Yeah. So outside of that, combat wise, I mean, it's just a side scroller. Uh, I don't think it ever changes that. I mean, you can go front to back. Yeah. I mean, but it's mostly left left to right. Um. You do get different weapon swords that give you different attacks, and they can affect your magic abilities. So if you hold down the L2 or R2 or whatever the equivalent of that is, which is what ZR and ZL and Switch, as you do an attack, um, you'll do a, a magic uh, boosted attack, uh, but you have to do within a certain amount of hearts. So you have to have maybe six to do the magic attack, uh, but if you get different swords, you can shorten it down to four. Um, you can also get shields, and shields protect against different uh, elements like fire, ice, and electricity, and that just pertains to the different levels you go to. And then there's like a camel, there's like a salesman by the camel who gives you uh, bracelets, and bracelets increase your overall hearts. So you can get up to, I think, camel seven salesman. on the top row, and then you collect those little moon gems as you go through. Those moon gems, when you get every ten, you get an additional heart at the bottom, so it kind of double buffs you. So it's something that I built through there, because some of the levels are bullshit. There are some on there that, that was fucking bullshit, where there's a fucking ghost that comes out of the platform yeah. as I jump on there, and it just fucking kills me. I'm like, it's, it's bullshit. And they, the remake does offer a, what is it, there's normal and, and easy mode mm. as well. Yeah, I just kept it normal. It's not really that hard of a game. I just kept it normal. You can play it on easy. That easy, I think they, they gather the health items for you automatically versus you have yeah. no game. It just, oh. It's like the magnetic thing where it just pulls to you instead of you having to like forcefully go over there and get it. That's helpful. Um, You get these elixirs in the game when you completely die. When you get your uh, little monster, I think it's a Pego or I forgot what it's called. Because when you die, he'll feed you an elixir, but you have an elixir that can bring you alive. So once you lose all your hearts, it'll bring you alive to where you died at. It doesn't start the level over. It starts right where you die at, which is helpful. Um, but outside of that, I mean, each boss has his own unique abilities. I mean, there's sometimes they'll jump up, at, they'll jump up at you, they'll flip upside down, and you just it's one of those like old school type of platformers where you have to kind of sit back and look at it like, all right, he's only you know attackable at this angle, and I got to stay back this far where I don't get hit. Uh, you know, he'll jump here. It's that, that is definitely that old school feel. It's still there. You know, that original, uh, gameplay is still there and for, for better or worse. Some people will argue that, you know, for new players, it might not be easy, but you know, for somebody who's looking for retro play like me, it, it works for me. So uh, plus I'm a fan of the original, uh, some people might be turned off on it. They might, they might say, I think some of the comments, I think it was some, it was born for some people cause it's just, it's, 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 it's the original system is archaic. So, you know. Uh, I don't and think not, it is. A, not readily available, right? Yeah, I don't think it is, but you know, 
outside of what Brand said, you know, they do have an easy mode to kind of tighten it up a little bit. I'm not playing an easy, so I don't know if it makes it makes any difference or not. So I'm playing it on normal. Um, yeah, so I'm like halfway through it. I'm starting on the just the ice pyramid where I got to. I don't know who the boss is in this level is. It's, it's to the point now where I'm in this ice pyramid where it's giving me a map. And to go through certain doors, I have to do these uh, combinations like up, left, right, left, right to unlock the door. And if I fuck up, it throws like uh, Indiana Jones style arrows into me and kills me. Uh, so <laughs> it's constantly me remembering if it's the red door, it's this pattern. If it's the blue door, it's this pattern. So like it's that kind of stuff that turns people off where like I don't want to keep doing this bullshit for each level I go to to this color door. It's like that old, old shit we used to play back in the NES Super yep. Nintendo Genesis days, which it doesn't bother me. But, you know, for somebody else who's never played that before, it's not used to those type of mechanics, probably be turned off by it. So you either needed an episode of Nintendo or an issue of Nintendo Power or uh, Playground to figure out what to do next. Yeah. Yeah. So so outside of that, uh, that, that that's it for me. Uh, like I said, I'll probably beat it this week and get it over with. Uh, this is my. Uh, what was that spent- title again? Uh, it is Wonder Boy, Asia, and Monster World. The original was Monster World 4. Um, cool. Outside of that, yeah, I mean, that's it. I mean, this is what I'm just doing after I spent 90 hours into uh, Mass Effect. I think that's what it told me I played total. was 90. It took me 90 hours to beat all three games. So. Damn. Golly. I did it. It's an investment. My mom and dad would not be proud, and I did it. <laughs> Brant, we are at, you have 15 minutes. We are at 133. I'll probably finish up in 15 minutes or so. Bring us home. So, of course, I I had to go back in and play Returnal. I had to beat that boss that I was at. Um, And I did, and I got to this next area, and this next area started kicking my ass. (laughs) Like, real, real bad. It's Um, almost like a transplant from last week. So... It's like, oh, it's always the next area, and it's like, it's worse. You, you just, yeah. it's hard for me to, like, look forward to this game. Yeah, sorry, well, if, you're, if you're listening to the, if you're listening to the podcast after the fact, you're you're going to be up to date. But if you're watching the video, uh, you're going to be a little lost, because this is just a playback of Brant's discussion from last <laughs> week. He is returning nah, but... to the uh, the discussion he just had. <laughs> and that's, that's the thing, is, like, these... These enemies, they're a little bit different, but it seems like more the areas that I'm in now, this new area, it's it's more densely populated with these enemies. There's, uh, you know, the enemies have have ramped up yet again to become more hard and it's just being swarmed by them. So I, I made a few attempts. I took a break. I came back to it. I made another attempt um, and the last areas and I, I talked about how to get to the the uh, boss fight I had to go collect two keys and now um, I actually have to go collect three keys so but a- after after a few attempts I was like you know what I'm I'm gonna give this a break I'm still digging it but it's right now it's just it's killing me <laughs> So, What's this new area look like? Uh, the last one was like a Martian thing, right? Like red rocks and stuff. Uh, this is more themed around uh, like snow, ice. So, do you slide on the snow? Is it like the NES, like no. Ninja Gaiden or Mega Man or something? <laughs> or you no, fucking no. slide on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be horrible. Uh, no, I, I never that's, slid. That's ground. That's ground for the ice. Trading in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> People complain about water levels. I'm like. 
<laughs> Y'all motherfuckers didn't have <laughs> no have ice levels. Where you slid. <laughs> and it's, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that because that that fucking Wonder Boy that where I'm at is a fucking ice level where I'm like, you're sliding. I'm like, yep. great. This is this That's is happening. And I slide into somebody else's sword. I'm like, there's nothing I can do. I just have to sit thank you, and slide. Thank you, it. physics. I know when I jump, it's gonna be two <laughs> frames to the right every time. <laughs> my my regular shoes are like ice skates, but I have no ice skates. I don't know how that happens. So. But no, I I I went back into the castle, uh, for Resident Evil's uh village, and you almost said seven. I got you. I almost said seven. Yes. I, I really did. Um, Why'd you go back to seven? I don't know. It just felt like it. No, it's but I, I game collection. I did. Uh, I did go ahead and get back into the castle. Um, and last week, trying to remember. Uh, I had, it was very, very soon. I had just gotten in the castle and I had run into the merchant again. Cause he's got like a little room off to the side in the, in the castle. Um, and so you go through, I, I, I got, I went through the whole castle, um, fought the three sisters, um, which you have like little mini encounters with them. And then eventually, um, lady Dimitrisk is not very happy about this so you have to go and um find some special item and then you have your encounter with her which is which is a pretty good battle it's a it's a it's a good battle i loved oh, uh, a culmination with the tall sexy vampire lady oh <laughs> she's um she's definitely bigger once she gets uh even more mad and grows her wings and whatnot. Yeah, Whoa! You don't, you don't want to look for uh, that type of uh, porn. Richard. No, probably not. <laughs> Rule thirty-four. No it, wings. It, it, it would cross into you are digging into animal stuff, and that's what you like. So. <laughs> dragon porn, like live-action dragon was that? porn. Oh, okay, not like. Okay. <laughs> Brand, go back, please. Brand, please go back. What do you think? You yeah, what are you talking? What are you thinking about? Like cats and dogs? What's wrong? Oh, so, Brand, please go back. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so. Uh, the it's the next mystical, mystical animals dragons <laughs> the next area animals <laughs> fantastical animals oh the next area you go to it's a uh, it's another it's another house um because you, you run into the merchant and he tells you um, about all the all the different houses that are around because there's four main houses uh that are under um mother miranda and they all have these because uh, on your way out of the castle you grab this flask um it's a it's just a container it's like a weird yellow looking container and then it's got a like a family crest on top so he tells you about all the four families and each one has a different flask and you have to collect them to do this and blah 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 you have, so, uh, you have four classes: are Slytherin, Gryffindor, uh, Hufflepuff, and Ravenclaw. Did, did the other two matter? <laughs> no, not really. I didn't think so. I don't know the references. So, so, uh, so the All next place the you wind up <laughs> is what? I can't hear you. Uh, Prisoner Azkaban is the best movie. <laughs> the best movie. The game. The the game. <laughs> The game, sure. The movie, the I'm movie, sure there was a game. The movie. The book yeah. is really good too. <laughs> but uh, the next area you go to, um, 
it gets kind of trippy. It goes into uh, a kind of different variation of gameplay. And I get what they were trying to do, um, switching it up because it gets more um, like psychological um, horror on you. It's definitely PT. Um, You, you basically, the game puts you through like a head trip. And so there, during this whole time you're you're not using any of your weapons you're going through but then it becomes completely puzzle based and you're going from like four or five different rooms looking for different things to go back to this one puzzle and constantly like piece it together to me that that was the most tedious part of the game and it was actually getting on my nerves no sir they took the weapons away from you when i needed it the most (laughs) That's what pissed me off. Do they do it through the story, or do they take your weapons from you? It is no, a no, no, no. story-based objective. Yeah, it's, okay. it's story-based. It is it is PTS where they experience you go through a haunted house type thing. It's what they want in that game. It is it is PT where you're going through the rooms and there's certain things you're you're faced with fear that you have to just deal with and figure a way around with. And you, well, that's I, the I've thing. Been, I've been killed multiple times trying to like, oh, I went the wrong way and I died because there's no other option. So it's like either you go the right way or you die. So. Well, that's the thing is I, I didn't have any problems in that house. And, you know, it. I'm sure s- some people would absolutely loved it. But I got to the point where I'm like, I'm tired of this. I want something to happen. Well, then something finally happened. <laughs> and, the, and that section, like, turns from, like, that just psychological horror to, like, survival horror. And something is, like, super messed up in that part. It's probably mm. the scariest part in this game. Um, and, and, and that really kind of turned it around for me there. Cause I was the, like, man, they, this part sucks. They brought but back then, the little gear lockers in there where you hide in the lockers and shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, the hide lockers in there and watch around it and the peepholes and shit. So did you but, know he jerks off in the lockers in Metal Gear Solid too? Yeah. That, that's what, that's oh, what, the yeah. There. yeah. There, there was, that's why they had the pinup girls in there. I know, but I didn't know that he, there was an action involved with it. I mean, we, we're talking about Hal, who pissed himself inside the locker, so there's a lot of locker action in the Metal Gear series. Yeah. It's true. All right, Brant, back to your locker talk. But... <laughs> well, he's like, he didn't even bring up lockers at all. He's like, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> you guys shoehorned me into this. I don't give a shit about lockers. So, I eventually... Um, you eventually go to the... Uh, you get out of that area. You get back... Uh, well, you get to a different part of the house and you have the, I guess the boss encounter that as well was kind of underwhelming for me for this part. Um, but, but you get through that. Did it not Uh, meet expectations or it wasn't as interesting or what, what kind of fell off for you as far as the boss encounter? You're basically playing. It's almost like a game of tag, almost. Mm. Like you, you, you. The the boss like taunts you, runs away, and you have to go, um, find them, interact with them, and then they run away again, and that happens a couple times, and then it's it. And that's that's that- like the whole interaction. All right, my brain's on Metal Gear now. Is that the way you played it, or could you have like hit in the locker and the the no, time no, no. could have run out and the boss died. Or that's, you... that's the boss fight. 
what Brent Brent's trying to say is, uh, at some point you're, and they, they explain in the story, you get induced with certain certain drugs. Yeah, that gives you like a fog induced vision and way of thinking where kind of there's a lot of stuff that's happening that it's not really happening. Okay. Uh, the boss is running around from room from room, and there's a lot of enemies that look similar to that boss. So uh-huh. you have to look around and look for smears of blood to like find out where the boss went almost. to. Yeah, I got you. And See, so, I never even encountered any really many other enemies in that whole portion, and I'm I'm playing on normal. Like whole, you that, were. that whole level was done as more of a throwback and style of like like I said, PT. Where when you, when you play PT, it wasn't that much action based. Mm-hmm. It was more of a psychological horror. The next bit, the next bit you go into for the next boss plays completely different than the first yeah. two. Uh, so like I said, it's something a little bit for everybody. They were trying to appease all audiences with the game. So you got to remember the original Resident Evil seven was made by the old PT crew. So I think this yeah. was their way of, uh, making amends. Like, Hey, this is what we could have done with this thing. So there's a lot saying... of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people on Twitter that wish that whole game was based off that Ben, ben Benito's house, which I don't and think it should have, but there's some no. people who digged it. So. Yes, that was to me. That was the very. That was a lull of the game, and it wasn't to me. It wasn't the best part because um, I talked about it last week. Where this You're wrong is definitely Twitter, Brant. Huh? Twitter disagrees. The, the I love not right. I love this uh-huh. because it's the marriage of seven and four. It seems like um, I keep hearing that. But the but the thing is, like it's it's got all the best parts of four without you know. Having to escort As- Ashley or you know the As- uh, Ashley was fine. Ashley, was so Ashley, Ashley. Uh, or, uh, that was the best part of four. What what game did you play? Or the uh, or the quick time events. There's no quick time events. You so. have to fight a knife guy in a fucking warehouse. Jesus Christ, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, game I don't know and played. I remember a lot of bullshit from it. So uh, I played it's that game so moment. many times. I play. I played it on GameCube a bunch. I played it on PS2. I, I, then I bought it on Wii. It together. Let's let's I'm fire for, PS4s. All three of us. Let's start fresh and let's all play through Resident Evil Four and do the I'm, controller swap. I'm waiting for Brand to. Uh, I'm waiting for Brand to get to the island of Doctor Moreau first. So, so yeah. anyway, <laughs> yeah, I get, I, he gets there. I go. I, I I go to the next section, which is like a a swamp section, and the um the I won't say that like the family that, you know, it's a different clan. It's a different crest of a different families over this. And this is a person that lives in a swamp. He's like, he's weird looking. He's deformed. He uh, feels like he's the lesser of all of, all of the families. And uh, his, na- his name is Moreau. We can call him Moreau. Yeah. So he, um, you basically just like go through this little path and he's like, just sitting there like in this room uh he's like throwing up on himself and everything you just kind of like stick your head in the window grab the flask and you're like see ya asshole and (laughs) he he flips out and then uh he winds up he can he can like make these weird like slimy walls and stuff like up here and stuff but you wind up going through his little area um which you um, wind up encountering uh, Chris and uh, some some of the other soldiers are there. They you know they're looking for you and they're trying to figure out what else is going on in this village. 
uh, because you've, as, as Cesar has said, there's some hints, uh, and there's there's some pretty blatant hints that uh, a certain company has has been there before or Ooh. has some ties to this. Um, Enron. Yes, Enron. Yep. That's how that's how uh, Dick, Cheney started. Dick Cheney came out of this game. But uh, so what what ensues from this uh, is kind of akin to uh, a certain interaction you had in Resident Evil 4. Uh, again, without quick time events, you didn't have to waggle uh, with the Wiimote or your stick. <laughs> uh, um, and then it turns into a, uh, a pretty, uh, pretty interesting boss fight. Uh, and then... I did find out if if you're gonna play this, um, which I strongly suggest that you know, especially you, Richard, you liked you liked four. It was the only Resident Evil you've uh, you've beaten. I, I think you'd enjoy this thoroughly. It's it's a really really good game. Um, you can you can watch the video in the beginning for seven. You can yeah, skip seven all together. You, you can want. completely skip seven seven if you yeah, want I to. Loved or it, though. oh yeah, it's good. If you want to play seven, play seven. The more, the better. I'm just saying, if you wanted to go straight to eight, because they play completely different. So. Could you play yeah. it afterwards? Could you play seven and still get something playing as as a prequel to eight? Yeah, you you still. Ex- I mean, it's it's an experience in itself. It goes over that little clip in the beginning. It goes over the main highlights of the story, but it's not going to give away a lot of the twists, a lot of the fights, you know, a lot of the stuff you experience in that game. Oh, I mean, Brent hasn't even got to the twist at the end of eight that destroys seven. So, oh boy. So, so maybe there is no going back. So, uh, oh my gosh, the what I found out is you may want to find like a non-spoilery guide because um, there are certain things. Uh, Cesar brought up that there's. Um, Rather than buying certain health upgrades or things like that, like you did in seven, they had like steroids and something. What was the other one to upgrade your health and your your stamina? But Green in this herbs. game, um, those are just for healing. You there was there was a lot of mixing in seven. Um, yeah. You don't have that capability in eight. They do. Uh, Recipes. It's too, yeah, it's recipes, and it's only to a certain extent. You can make ammo and other shit, ammo and health drinks, but it's not as deep as that. I think it was a lot harder to make shit in seven than it was in eight. I mean, you had to yeah, find like a whole definitely. bunch of fucking herbs and a whole bunch of. I was like, damn, was, I made was there a lot of crafting. Limited. Seven was more craft heavy. You can craft an eight, but it's very light and it's more easier to find the, the items lying yeah. around. You get them, you get them dropped from enemies, kind of like I guess four would be. I guess did four do that? I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. I can't remember. I just remember Ashley. But the the <laughs> there there are some areas that if you miss certain ingredients you're screwed because there's there are certain parts of this map that once you go through and you leave you can't come back to and it, I haven't found that out until later so I've I've literally I want to say it's six different recipes all together. Oh god, I, almost Resident Evil 6. I was almost out. I was logging off and, the podcast. And I could I I have made every <laughs> single recipe except for one because there was an area with fish that I completely missed like two areas oh. with fish and 
now I can't go back. And that's like these six fish are the only things I'm missing. So you can't go back to it at all. It's closed no. off. Uh, you, it, you'll, you'll be surprised. Double check that map. I thought the same thing too. There was a, there's a legend fish that you get after you beat the Marola. Uh, oh, I got that. Uh, there's a lot that you can go back and get. So there's mm. not too much. That's well, I'm kind of past there. the point of no return. You beat the Just game FYI. already? No. <laughs> I mean, there's no point in coming back. I mean, you talking about you talking about going through the final areas? Yeah. Oh man, you should have known better. No offense. I hey, I tried. I like I went around. I'm, I'm, I doing, I'm doing tough love. You should have known better. I'm doing the same thing I do with Richard when he beats games. You tough love. Hey, I, no I went around. I, I collected some fish and things and went to to some different areas. Um, so after you beat. Uh, after you beat uh, Dr. Moreau, Mr. Moreau, um, you wind up having in getting a message from the last person, which is this guy named Heisenberg, and he wants you to. He just basically wants to talk with you, is what he says. Him and his nickname. That always, good. That always yeah. goes well. <laughs> Sounds like so, a, sounds like a in the cage. He's like, I, I always think of National Treasure three. What could have been? He's just talking to me like, this is what I want you to do. It's like that's how he talks like him. Really? So <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. He's very Nick Cage in it up. Yeah. Do you think they were asking him to do that? Like, here's how he wants you to sound. I don't know. He has like, that, did you, like, did you like National Treasure one? Did you like National Treasure two? So imagine you are, Stan, <laughs> almost at Stanley Goodspeed. <laughs> what Stan, the fuck was what? his name? That was uh, the Rock. Yes, it was the Rock. Godspeed. What the fuck was his name? Uh, Gates, something Gates, because it was remember. the Gates family in the second like one. Thomas, Thomas Gates. I can't remember what it was. It was some weird. It was some basic name, first name. Benjamin. Might have been Benjamin Gates. Is he Benjamin Franklin Gates? Something I think there. they gave him a hard time. He was named after Benjamin Franklin or something like that. <laughs> so, oh, you have, Stanley, so you have heard of him? Stanley Goodspeed. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the, he talks weird, but he tells you his his flask is <laughs> over here in this area. And, you know, he he wants you to go get it and then come find him. So <laughs> he sends you to this damn area. And it's like infested with enemies. And um, I did something in this area I didn't know you could do. I posted it to our in, uh, Instagram um, that was awesome. <laughs> so you're in like um, it's outdoors, um, but you know there's like stone steps and stone pillars and everything. So I'm doing some stuff. I get behind a pillar. I craft something. I come out, and at this point in the game, uh, some of the enemies have crossbows, uh, and I uh, or like a bow and arrow or something is, but it's, it's flaming flaming arrows are coming at you. So I come out of the column, I <laughs> pull up the sniper rifle, and I lock in on him, and I go to shoot, and all of a sudden I just see this this puff uh, of, like, wood particles go everywhere, and I'm <laughs> like, like, what the heck? Did I, did I just shoot his arrow? And <laughs> I had to save that clip, because I, did, I didn't even know it was possible, but I just shot his, he shot his arrow at me, and midair, I just shot it out of the air. I mean, almost we, like four, we, where you could shoot the axes and stuff out yeah. of the air. 
At this point, if you can climb a mountain, you can do anything in the video game. So. <laughs> see that mountain? Yeah. You see that arrow? You can shoot it. Or, you, or, you, or if you can fight giant uh, giant crabs or anything, <laughs> anything you think of, we can do it. Oh, relive historical battles where you can fight giant, <laughs> giant crabs. <laughs> be done. Remember those giant crab fights from history. Oh, Sony. <laughs> oh, Sony. But no, I've, I've, I've gotten... I've gotten all the way through that and um, put all the flasks in the uh, in the area I needed to, and I collected this big ass chalice. And then now I'm in uh, Heisenberg's workshop, and now I'm surrounded by. Uh, I'm going through it. Um, very doomish, right? Doomish. Very, uh, Wolfensteinish. Very, very doom esque, in, indeed. Lots uh, of ammo. Uh, just no. the enemies are built like Wolfenstein, like robotic human yeah. type. Deep. It's like this man is. I can't. We can't go into the story, but he is definitely building an army for a reason that is story based. Yeah. Uh, is he is producing numerous and numerous amounts of soldiers, different abilities. One has a fucking airplane propeller as a body. <laughs> Has no arms, yeah, and it just charges at you. So it's 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 freaking weird. And dude has yeah, he's attached like drills to their arms and all sorts of weird stuff. I mean, like you encounter Ugh. you encounter like you know typical Resident Evil enemies. Like um, I would just say undead. I wouldn't even call them zombies. Uh, of course, you've seen the lichens from the trailers. And then all of a sudden you go to this guy's place and it's completely just off the wall. These bizarre enemies like, yeah, the, the first thing you see, uh, first enemy you see is what he's talking about. It's like this giant. It's like a pair of legs with a giant motor on top of it with like a fan blade. But like the fan blades are like chainsaws uh-huh. and this thing like chases you. It sounds like something from Sid's bedroom. It's 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 fucking weird, dude. You, you, you can tell he he's not drinking the same Kool Aid as Mother Miranda. Yeah. So even though technically they're part of that family hierarchy, he's gone rogue. You, kind, yeah, you can of. definitely tell. You can definitely yeah. tell he's not he's, in that same camp. He's he, he he's not after what Mother Miranda's after. He wants that Declaration of Independence. Are we back to <laughs> National Treasure with that? Back reference? to National Treasure. Okay, there we go. Yeah, somehow Sean Bean does Sean Bean die in that movie too? No, they arrested him in the first one. They kill Ed Harris in the second yeah. one. That's the big thing. Ed Harris sacrifices. I just remember Sean Bean dies, and he died in the first season of Game of Thrones. That's all I remember. So yeah, very end. But no, I'm uh, I've gotten to the second floor in there. Um, and I mean this this game, the way it weaves, um. All the different enemies, uh, the, this the story that's just evolving. Um, they're they do what what Cesar was saying. It's kind of this drip of story. Um, I'd say you 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 get more story in this one throughout the game than you did in seven. Because in seven it was like oh. you'd, get, you'd get like a small piece here, and they pooped yeah. it and out, and then you'd play a, a you'd play Don't. like another another few hours and then you'd get maybe another tiny bit and then right before the game ends you get this humongous thing of story 
But this, if you nothing if like you, a lore dump. But this one, I mean, with every Lord's different good, area, though. yeah, it is. It really is. But as you're going through this one, if you're going through uh, each different area and you're you know picking up the little letters and reading them and you're looking at uh, all the different inspectable items and stuff, you'll I mean you get a good bit in every different area about each different person, about what's going on there, and so and then that mixed with the just the more action oriented because this it does take me back to four and four is probably my favorite resident evil um as far as far as like past resident evil right uh i I really enjoyed four Mm, five was it's like mid-tier resident evil yeah five was like action five was like call of duty resident evil it was it was only really like a great resident evil because it had that co-op feature. Um, I love then, the co-op. Me and Cesar had a good time with it. And then six well, was six eggs or whatever that was. And we're stopped at and spawned chicken eggs. <laughs> but yeah, but six was six and people stopped caring. Six was six. And then uh, like seven came game. along, seven six came along years. and, and, and re respun, respun the series and, Seven probably became my top tier Resident Evil game. Oh, so they basically I mean, have one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven, eight, nine, right? Yeah. Like uh, I mean, I've, Final I've, Fantasy. Yeah, I've I've played you know a lot of the a lot of the originals and things like that, and of course it's hard to go back with the tank controls. I've played uh, the two remake and everything, but definitely that. You want to uh, talk about tank controls, sir? Let me introduce you to a game called Silent Hill. Silent Hill, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> oh God, audio listeners, you're fucking oh. missing out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, with with seven and four being my probably my my top Resident Evil games for sure, they're up there. Um, this one is is scratching the itch so good, and I can. I can't see where it's going, but it's got me pulled in so much as far as the as far as the story. I you know I have to know because they keep just like barely teasing, and it's that's awesome. It's good, and I mean you know Cesar's Cesar said that the the end of the game is pretty. Um, uh, how do I say it? Like is is just. It changes everything. It blows seven up. It kind of changes, like it, it ends this story completely. So you're excited for that. Th- those are those two games work well together. Mm-hmm. They they just work. They're cohesive, even though they play completely different. They just cohesive story wise, and they tie them in well. It's not. It, it is a great feat because it's not something that can be done very easily, and it doesn't happen yeah. often. So and that's that's just good game design, right? Like you guys yeah. just played both of those back to back, just about. And that rings true now, but for people who play the remasters in ten years, mm-hmm. they'll also recognize that. Hopefully, well, shoot, not not a hero DLC. I mean, it kind of reminds me of. Uh, it kind of reminded me of 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 this gameplay now how it is here. It's a little bit more action oriented. It's it's definitely a different game. I remember. We, I mean, we heard those rumors where they were debating whether this was going to be Resident Evil Eight or something different. So. Yeah. So, I mean, you can definitely tell that they weren't sure where they were going to go with it. This is the Final Fantasy IX of Resident Evil. 
Sure. I don't think it'll be old school Resident Evil where I, I would think Final Fantasy now would be like old school Final Fantasy, but... Uh, I was more geared on the offshoot concept. That's what they thought that was going to be. I don't know. It's not as bad as A with the fucking junction system. I love A, but that junction system sucks. <laughs> so uh, Resident Evil 8 junction system. How Garbage. far would you say I am from the how, from the end, Cesar? Am I pretty close? What was the last thing you did? Um, you're playing as huh what, oh i oh i i haven't played as a different character yet okay i've uh i've it does the same thing where seven where you kind of switch to another character for to continue the story gotcha. so if you're still playing the same character you probably got a, another two hours maybe an hour and a half the most yeah i've i've gotten to the part where uh i went through the first level of eisenberg's lab and i'm you know, I was running through that labyrinth, getting away from all the drill arm dudes. That boss then, battle was fun as hell. Enjoy it. Really? It's fun. It's very different. Some people didn't like it. I enjoyed the hell of it. It was completely different. Like I said, how you felt about the the house of a Ben and and how it kind of detracted differently from the original uh, first part of the game in the Dimitris's castle. Mm-hmm. That boss battle with uh, in the Heisenberg's factory is very different and it's fantastic. It is fucking Castle Wolfenstein to the walls, Doom style. It is over the top. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to it, but hopefully, I'll I'm probably gonna beat that this weekend, as you should. And I'm I will slowly converse and try to remind Richard on. Um, Press and start on Mass Effect 2. That's all I'm asking. Not even playing it. Just press start. Dose. Load previous save. That's all you have to do. Uh, we are occupied this weekend. No promises, but uh, it is definitely high on my on my list. Oh, I didn't give a time limit. I'm just saying that's just my goal. Uh. I was looking at other Bioware games. Like I love the way the story broke down. Have you guys played any other that, that had this type of like choices and... Uh, I think I was saying earlier on that I really enjoyed like the story part of it. The gameplay is is good, but I was totally there for those decisions and kind of shaping the the futures of those characters in that galaxy. I had the same thing with the uh, Dragon Age. Uh, when you go through the first game, there's certain characters you interact with, build relationships with, make certain decisions. Uh, a lot of people weren't happy with Dragon Age two, but when your character saved over, you did pull some people from the original Dragon Age, which kind of added on. They're like, oh, I remember this person. I remember this person. You know, this ah. person. And it kind of changed the way the story was played a little bit. That kind of picked your own adventure. I mean, that was something that Bioware was big in Windows 2 games. So, I mean, you can I, do something like Dragon Age to get that itch and get that um, scratch that itch and be more of a fantasy medieval style type one. I don't think it's as deep as Mass Effect, but it it's something that can kind of get yeah, I love that sci-fi. Like, you get to that point where you're just, like, near the mosquito bite, but you don't actually get the mosquito bite. <laughs> I watched a blip of uh, Jade Empire, too, and it seemed to have a little bit of that ground-level, uh, you know, conversation stuff there, too. I don't know, man. That's why I play visual novels, man. I see it. I get the appeal now. You just can't. You just don't do the non. just got to do the non-weep ones. That's all. <laughs> Not naughty. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't want to play the ones where you're always, like, the high school boy in high school and... It's no, I live that happening. life already. It's like the the slice of life, it's like those slice of life ones, like the anime slice of life, where it's always like high school drama, you know. The, the, you know, uh, the girl never likes the guy, and somehow the guy gets the girl at the end, you know, that type of thing. It's like of one of those uh, 
it's like a, one of those weird romantic comedies from like Hallmark mixed with like Disney Channel characters or something. Like <laughs> Christmas Hallmark movie. Yeah. All right, we are 20 minutes past our hour 48. Oh. Are, are we good? Yeah. Did we blow it good. open? I'm waiting for Brant to go on uh, his spiel about Bloodstain and, and sell me on it. Ritual All right, night. Brant, uh, Bloodstain 2 is in development. Thoughts? What do you think? What do you want from the next Bloodstain? Let's fucking go. Not as, that's not as much food crafting. Out there? Let's fucking go. They already said they're making it. Let's go, Brant. Fucking do it. We'll play it. We'll, we'll pass the controller on that one after we uh, sit down and do it. Yes, there it is. The he froze. We're out. <laughs> we got the drunk Brant for a second. Yeah, I know. He froze. <laughs> we'll pass the controller. <laughs> God bless the internet. Oh man! All right, good episode, guys. It was a lot of good conversations. This was a this was a good one. 161 is an important number. <laughs> we fulfilled <laughs> fulfilled the promise. Brant, do you remember what episode you started on? Like one sixteen, seventeen, something like that. Yeah, you're you're building up pretty I feel quick. Like you're getting pretty that. high on there. Yeah. All right, join us for Brant's fiftieth uh, episode next week. <laughs> Guest lose guesstimate. <laughs> uh, but thank you guys for joining us this week, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. See Adios. you.